turn, you have to be witty. Just be aware. I, I, <laughs> no pressure. All right. Welcome. Welcome, ladies and germs, to the Better Kind Game Cast. I am your host, Corey Wilson. And wrist to, right here to my right. Wrist to my right. right all right. Wrist we, to right. I'm not going to do take it again jokes this time. To my right, Christopher A. Stump. Yeah, no. No, this is Aaron R. Enan. Enan, we now know how to say it. The mystery solved. The mystery is solved. <laughs> we had a giant <laughs> debate on how know? to pronounce. No, we've never heard you say your last name. <laughs> we weren't quite in sure the, in the years that we've known you. <laughs> and so, so last week we were really having a, we were having a debate. I don't and I don't think we were recording. I think we were upstairs or something. Yeah, debating on how to say your last name. And it's like it, the town of Enan, Ohio, despite the fact that it's spelled completely differently. It, it's I H N E N. So for for, for those people, of you trying to look him up to stalk him, yes, yeah, and, and now everybody will know. Yeah, and why shouldn't they? They've oh, tuned in. Famous. They've paid their dues. God. How you doing? Sitting, he's sitting in today in in the hot seat, uh, in in the mid seat, the middle of the uh, of the right. the arc for uh, for Mister Chris Stump, who is currently he was currently vacationing with the elderly in uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, he enjoys that that quite I, often. That's it's got to be somebody's thing. Well, yeah, it's probably going to be his. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. And and that guy talking to me and, and feeding back to me as if anything I'm saying matters is Stephen J. Howie. Yes, that's me. Yeah. Stephen J. You never know if I'm going to say your name or I'm just going to point at you and make you say I'm, your I'm own. I'm just going with whatever you go with. As long as you got that Mountain Dew perched right there in your that's paw. That's right. You right. are good to right go. Right next to the mic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about video games a little and and be a little nonsensical. or Well, it's more a lot nonsensical in a little video games. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a fair assessment. Pretty much. Part for the course. Yeah, yeah. Don't be don't be afraid to chime in. I'm just more so, of watching. Yeah, we got Aaron. Aaron here. He's you know we got we, he's a virgin in headphones with the microphone dangling down from the ceiling right in front of his face. Well, thank you for for that mental image. Yeah, I'm sure lots. Of I could have gotten want. a little more graphic with it. I didn't really choose to, but now you're tempting me. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. I moving on. Saying, moving on. So anyway, uh, hey, we're here. It's a uh, hey guys. Guess what's going on this week? Hey, what? E3. E3. Did you know? I did not know. Wait, yes, I did. Yes. E3. That's the thing where video game people talk about video games a lot. And that's exciting. (laughs) Did you know that? exciting. But hey, without further ado, let's uh, avoid that for now and jump into uh, what you've been playing. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, uh, hey Aaron. Hey. Yes. Hey, Hot Seat Aaron. I have been playing Bioshock Infinite. Ah. I I had to pick that up. I pre-ordered it. And I even got the the XCOM. You pre-ordered it, and you're only just now playing it. Well, I've been, I loved it. I play it again. Oh, so, hey, that's fair. So, I'd be tempted to play it again. Yeah, that was a great story. Did anybody else play it? Me. Yeah. My hands. Okay. My hands in the air well, for I, anybody I who can't see it. Oh, so can yeah. Any spoilers? Yeah. Well, what what really no. stinks is that I have to try desperately not to spoil it in front of Howie. We even had people in town who've already read the whole story, and I totally wanted to talk about it with them. But then Howie'd walk into the room, and we'd all just get awkwardly quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, No, no spoil. <laughs> but I, the thing I loved is it had teammate AI that was finally good. Yeah, it served a never, purpose. Never in your way, helping you out, and. She was so not in your way, you would almost forget she was there until she threw something that you needed. And you're like, oh, you're there now. Okay. Yeah. There were times where I wondered if she was actually 
actually disappearing and then just re-rendering in times of crisis. Yeah, there were, there were times when I actually was in the midst of combat and she just disappeared. And so I was like, did she actually go away? And I'd actually search for her and she's actually huddled down behind like a crate or something. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, at some point you'd need ammo and all of a sudden there she was throwing a, you a gun. And It's a different it's approach. You know, classically, the, the AI was supposed to act as much like a real player, like in a shooter, a real gu- gunning person shooting things, right? Mm-hmm. But... They that couldn't take cover. That, yeah, that doesn't work because of, you know, their health is always different than yours or different from the enemies or they can't be killed. They can only be downed and stuff like that. And in this case, they just and she's a almost like a, an emergency vending machine. Yeah. In a way, which it's like a, just Fantastic. a total different. She doesn't fight. She but doesn't. Yeah, she I doesn't thought try. that worked. Yeah, that's I, I was I was really scared. The first time I was, like, running around with her because she's like, I can hold my own. And I'm like, I've heard that talk from so many other AIs <laughs> yeah, yeah. before. I've heard the AI <laughs> smack talk before. I mean, I've played Gears of War. Come on. I've heard the smack laid down by some really, really poor <laughs> warriors, yeah. fighter people. My favorite is when they run in front of you and there's team damage, so you end up shooting them in the head and they fall and it's like, mission failed. Yeah. And you're like, really? Snake! Snake! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. What do, uh, what did you think of all the uh, you know? I don't want to spoil too much, but all of the uh, we'll call it off kilter music in Bioshock Infinite. I thought the I thought Bioshock actually as take a quick step backwards. Like, uh, there's always sometimes a debate of whether or not video games are art, right? And I think that the Bioshock series has done more than pretty much any other series to elevate the video games to say this is art i yeah i think i think that's arguable but i think that you it can't be argued that it definitely qualifies because it's they a are communicating candidate. a concept in such a, a such an a traditional way that it's it's an argu- inarguably art and i can say that because i studied art so there it's like it's right like done the I, there's I, yeah i have a i have a little gold uh, sticker on my diploma, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I'm allowed. Did you design that gold star? I did not design it. No, <laughs> well, and, it it, it mm. had a lot more like you know like secret little like you know double entendres and things like that in it. Had I designed it, it'd be you know like the like the pink anus for the Greendale Community College. <laughs> uh, yeah, logo their seal. Oh, well, great show. You know, talk about art. Yeah, it's sometimes video games are more about art than they are about gameplay or anything else right right and that's the thing i mean you could i i feel that way about any game with a really good story but bioshock's more than a good story good heavens it is about visuals that will just blow your mind whether or not they're that system intensive doesn't matter it's the style and the the feeling that they're trying to convey there were parts of that game where i genuinely felt that i was back in that time frame as if i knew what that felt like but I felt like I was in a different time. I mean, I was just—you felt your '50s Corey coming out. My well, yeah, I felt my nineteen like my nineteen teens Corey coming yeah, out. Nice, yeah, sorry. Yeah, in this, in this sense, '50s was, was the first game. Yeah, and well, well I won't say anything more about that. But I uh, there was—I mean, there's a portion in the game where you walk into like a, and and this isn't spoiling anything because I mean you're just constantly walking into just amazing locales, but you walk into like a, a like a a Nickelodeon arcade type thing where mm-hmm. Nickelodeon uh, for, for all, you know, 10 people listening that not Nickelodeon is in the channel, but Nickelodeon is in, you know, actually this game is sprinkled with Nickelodeons where you go up and you put a pop a coin in and you watch like a 15, 30 second movie play through like a viewfinder. 
Yeah, yeah, like a Viewmaster type thing. But um, like even actually, like, little like puppet shows. Yeah, the little of, puppet shows, animatronic puppet that shows that you would drop a coin in, and like a little marionette show that you know. I, I remember walking into that room and just looking at the color of the lighting. And because I've always known, like whenever, whenever lately they do movies that are supposed to take place like '80s or before, nothing looks right because lighting back then was yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, like incandescent meant yellow back then, and, and because it was all fire. Every yeah, and now you know everybody lights up things with their fluorescent and their LED, you know, uh, lighting and stuff like that, and it just doesn't quite look the same. And so when something does, it blows my mind. You know, the the movie Invincible, which was the one where uh, Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg was like trying out as a walk-on for the Philadelphia Eagles. That movie struck me because someone on that set knew that lighting should look a little different at that point, and it, and it did. Um, yeah. This game seemed to recognize that because I remember walking to that arcade and looking like all the lights were so yellow, but and with the sunlight coming in through the windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, to it's, con- contrast it's, that, it's authentic. It in, really is. I mean, you can tell, and that's the thing is like when you're talking about like the sound is like. You know, that's everything is so well crafted and put together the the story, the characters, the setting, like and and also like the entire idea that most of the time when you're playing a video game again to for general stuff. Right. There's tons of people or sorry, it's pretty much you and enemies. There's never anything in between. And this time you're actually in a city. You're and in a populated world. Yeah. And there's lots of people just walking up and down that are not attacking you. Yeah. And are not like in your way. Yeah. And it, I, I felt like very early in the game, you know, you hit the point where, okay, things have just gone sour. You know, because at first you're there, you're exploring whatever. And then I felt like you hit the point where obviously somebody's going to start shooting somebody and everybody's going to run for it. And I was like, oh, man, it's already over. I I, I was really enjoying Mm -hmm. just walking around and being a part of this. But the game, it goes in and out of that. As you go to new places where people aren't in panic, you kind of go back and start doing more of that exploring and seeing just how people behave and relax and and how they chit chat in that world. Yeah, it's like when when you see a person it's one of three things. It's either somebody that's going to attack you, somebody that's going to sell you something or somebody that's going to give you a quest. Right. And it's now it's like, wait, they're just there to be there. Oh yeah. Whoa. And there was and that's the thing. I kept it, when I first started the game, I'd walk up to everybody thinking there was going to be some type of dialogue. Anybody who said anything to me, mm-hmm. I would assume there was going to be some type of dialogue exchange that was gameplay influential. No, they were just they had a line about me as I walked past. As I got near them, it triggered a line and it was but it but they were always so poignant enough that they would get my attention. And I th- mm-hmm. would think there's more, but there's not. It's yeah. all just part of and, the world. Yeah, and making a world. Yeah. It's, it that I Good. I'm glad you're replaying that. That's a great game. That's a really, really that that game is stunning. And of course, it just you know, the last half just totally plays with your brain mm-hmm. in a really sadistic way. <laughs> uh, and granted, I'm not playing it right now, but I was curious: has anybody ever played fast, Faster Than Light? FTL. FTL. No, I've been I've been tempted because it's it, there's been on sale for a pretty good price a couple times. Yes, you need to do that. It's. It's that's what everybody says, game. but I look at it and there's nothing attractive about. But I know it's not about the graphics. It's, it's about. I I, I I was the exact same way as I, I'm like it's, eh. it just doesn't look like the kind of game I would normally like. I don't have to have a graphics powerhouse to enjoy it, but it doesn't. Yeah. It look you know it's a simulator. I don't know, but everybody says so. What is, what is the? How would you describe the gameplay faster than like? Uh, the gameplay is that you're doing something very very difficult in a completely randomized universe. And by by completely randomized, I mean it's like 
you have a point A to point B, but you're never quite sure how to get there. Right. And you're not sure what's going to be in your way. And yeah. all that stuff is random. And it's hard. It's really, 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 <laughs> What's really hard? hard. What are you? What are you doing? Like, you, are you? You have, you have like a, you have a spaceship, right? Yes, you have and a you're spaceship. Outfitting it, and you're you're running from a basically <coughs> enemy force that's yeah. coming and killing. And so as you're moving along, be, there's a trailing edge of the enemy forces leading, kind of forcing you to the right. Right. And the point is to Which make is forward. It, well, okay, right. yeah. yeah. If you read left to right, then that's forward. <laughs> but maybe you're a different country. Um, but at any rate, you get there, and you're just trying to survive. Really, you're just trying to survive. And that in itself is so hard. And intense. Yes, and intense. And it's it's full, filled with decision-makings and risk assessments of, like, I know there's an enemy to my left, but fighting that enemy means that I might get killed. But if I go to my right, I'm not getting any reward or not getting any loot or money or scrap right. from killing them. So it's like, do I want to go right? Yeah. But I feel like I need to face them. But then again, that's too big of a risk. Now, and, when you die, is it over or is there a save yes, state? Yes, it's over. Oh, man. So that's so, that's part of what it is. Is you, yeah, you, that, you that will ratchets jump this, up the intensity quite a bit, I imagine. You'll jump and you'll get so far and then you'll be like, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Nothing can take me down. And all of a sudden... Super ultra ship, like, you know, because it's random and you, it's fun, you know, fell right. into their lap and they just wipe you like you didn't even exist. And you're like, oh. <laughs> so I'm assuming you're playing it on Steam. Yes. Yeah. Are they, is it out on, on tablets or have they said they have any intention of it or phones? I heard that they had intentions, but. Because uh, it seems I like exactly the kind of game I want to play on my iPad. It'd be, mm, I, yeah. Can see that on a tablet. It looks like the kind of interface that would work well on a tablet. Then yeah. you can't say that about too many games. So whenever I see one that I can say that about, I'm like, hey, it on my iPad, concern it. But that's great. Timey, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you bring FTL to the table because that's one that I don't think any of the the regular three have played, but definitely deserves some mention. And it's, if yeah. you can pick it up for like five dollars, yeah, it goes a- on. It, I think its usual price is fifteen or twenty, but it goes on sale for fifteen all the time, and I've seen it for as low as five several times. Yeah. So if you, if you and it's it only five, a few months old. Yeah. So good. It's also cool. an indep- indie independent game. Yeah. Support the indies. I bet. It, I bet it shows up on like a humble bundle or something before too long. But why wait? Hey, play the game, right? I should. Yeah. <laughs> so should you, it. You, the listener. Yeah, I'm going to get angry. That's, this is going to be a tough love podcast, you weasels. <laughs> hey, Howie, what you been playing? Yeah, well, uh, side note. Uh, You've been playing a side note? Side note, no. Okay. Uh, there are tornado sirens. Oh, neat. So, FYI. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving on. Well, we are in. we are in the safest... Probably the safest room in the county right now for yeah. tornado. My loving family, yeah, they can be in the second safest room. So, which would be the room adjacent to us. So, uh, do you want to you want to text that to my wife so she knows? I, I well, they're out at where I'm where I'm from, so I don't know if they're out here. Yeah, that's true. But where you're from is not too far from no. here. Um, All the same. So that just just goes to show our level of. I'm doing the Kevin Smith hands again. It goes to show our level of commitment to you, the listener. Tornadoes threatening our livelihoods, our our women, you know, our children, (laughs) and and other homes. And what are we doing? We're sitting here just daring the power to go out. 
And had it done that on the end of that sentence, that would have been wicked awesome, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would have been wicked awesome. It would have been. How I, would I would have been, been you had to tempt you had to tempt fate. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. I had to. Um, and I and I showed it what for. So other than Dota 2, which we don't need to get into again. No, we've beaten Dota um, 2 to death, although we beat each other to death with Dota 2 this week as well. Yeah, other than that, uh, I, I was playing a little... Uh, you kind of got me curious about trying to find a better uh, uh, a three... What do, you, what do you call them? When you I don't know what we're talking three, about yet. Like a match three game? Ah, uh, yes, because, you know, talking um, about the Candy Crush and the Bejeweled and, and Columns. I found and a free stuff. one that the artwork looked really pretty, Uh so I was like, hey, you know what? Might as well try it. It had really good ratings. It's called uh, Alien Hive. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of interesting because um, you've ever played those games when you're a little kid, the little pla- black plastic tile things that you move around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you're, sometimes they're numbers you're trying to get in order, or sometimes it's a picture with one tile missing. Yeah. And you move it around to try yeah. to create the picture. Right. It's exactly like that, except as you match things, certain things can... Um, uh, evolve so oh, really? you, you put like three things together and they'll evolve into a little like embryo type thing and then it keeps evolving over time as you match more of those things together yeah so you end up creating this alien which i haven't got to the point yet where i don't know what that means or if it's just fun um and then uh you also have a uh a uh, set number of moves you can do yeah but you can gain moves back as you match certain other objects together. We'll give you more more moves right. to do. So um, the artwork is amazing, very colorful. Yeah, uh, something I really enjoy. Uh, I don't know what kind of style it's more. It's kind of cartoony, but almost like um, you ever watched the movie Nine? Uh, oh, movie? Th- that was yeah, the little Nine dude two. animated movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I, I, had, I did not. Yeah. Say it was, it was, was a computer my, animated. Yeah, it was a yeah. CG Frodo movie. Frodo was in it. What's his name? Uh, Frodo? <laughs> uh, Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, I wanted to see that, and it's it's been on my list of whatever happened to that because I've never seen it turn up it's, anywhere. It's kind of that style, but more it's more bright. That's so it's kind of really dark. Kind of Tim is, Burton twisty? Yeah, yeah. Very. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like that, but has more, it has brighter colors. Brighter colors, but kind of that dark whimsy. Yeah. So, I'm going to try to work the word whimsy, whimsy into every episode. I think you should. Whimsy. Yeah. Should we say something about Detroit? We Chris? might have to say something about Detroit. Ah, we just did. Okay. Anyway, you were saying. <laughs> Moving on. So, yeah, um, so it's a, it's match three, it's but match with three. more guts. Yeah, and uh, looks Literally. beautiful on, on the iPad and iPhone. They have uh, a version each, and it's free. Yeah. It's a free game. That's awesome. So Alien I, I should download it as soon as we're done here. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. I never thought when we started recording this low these weeks ago that uh, we would be talking so much about iPad games. But, you know, given the fact you and I are dads, yeah. you know, on Tuesday nights we sit down and nerd out. But the rest of the time, you know, if we can game on our couch, that is a big plus. Or even better, on the john when we're hiding from our families. So... Uh, having said that, the game that I've been playing this week, you know, several, you know, we, like we said, we did a little Dota 2, and of course, I've been probably putting in my, you know, Candy Crush twice a day as I burn through lives trying to three-star things. Yeah, you heard me right. I'm still playing that mess, <laughs> that hot mess. Um, I, uh, at the, at Christmas, you know, and, and actually once since then, EA's been kind of getting into the whole, hey, we can move a lot more units on sale, uh, with these portable games. So the uh, iPad games and iOS games were like 99 cents for almost, I think everything they hadn't negotiated a license from someone else was pretty much, you know, from seven to $5 
was all marked down to 99 cents right around Christmas. So I bought a bunch of games on my iPad that I'm still, I, I bought a bunch and then deleted them right away. So I had more room. Go ahead. Crack it. Yeah. Oh. Howie's on number two. 20 ounces just is 22 few. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so one of the games I got around to, and, and this cracks me up because I'm sure this cause a lot of people just roll their eyes right out of their head, but uh, Sonic Racing, which I, I say <laughs> Sonic Racing. I, I should actually probably look at the the actual name of the game. That'd probably be helpful. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, you really need that. It's Sonic Racing. So there, we've established that. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like game that- Sonic 3D Kart Extreme. No, it's just Sonic Racing. And yeah, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog-themed kart racer. And, you know, we talked a little bit about Mario Kart last week. What? Sonic doesn't need a kart. (laughs) That is is, is kind of a weird thing. It's like the dude runs real fast, but we're going to throw him in a kart. I think there was a Sonic foot racing game at one point, and everybody went, why wouldn't I just play Sonic? And Which also is understandable. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Robotnik, he doesn't get around so well without his vehicles. So I'm sorry, Dr. Eggman, as he has infuriatingly been called since, like, Sonic 3. Uh, well, that's what he always was in Japan. Yeah. And so over here, he was Dr. Robotnik, and then he just, after like Sonic 2, he just became Eggman forever, somewhere in there. And I'm like, I always, no, he's Robotnik. I think of him as Robo- Robotnik. And, and rightfully Robotnik. so, sir. Yeah, rightfully seriously. so. But anyway, I've been playing this, and you know what? i got to tell you, uh, iPad games, again, I don't like action games on the iPad very much, because a touch screen and an action game don't. Those two things don't usually mix very well. This is not bad. You know, I remember playing, like, uh, Crash Bandicoot Kart Racer when I first got, like, my iPhone 3G or something like that. He's offering you that to hand it to me. Nerd papers. You'd probably... Oh, actually... It's a yeah, note. This is a Star Wars character sheet you just picked up that says Tornado Warning on it, as if we're not already aware of that. And also, my daughter drew on it. So, <laughs> anyway, Lovely. we'll set this here. At least she. We're, at least she wrote filing from the past. Right. <laughs> yeah. She she wrote tornado warning at least on a blank one. It didn't just pick up one that had like a score of stats across it. Going. <laughs> you're, you're I don't know who Jack Starcaster is, but tornado warning. She's psychic. She is. She's predicting so, that there's a tornado. But it's 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 a decent kart racer. It actually controls pretty well. It keeps it really simple. The controls are just. Uh, like uh, a left and right it's instead of trying to do like an actual like on-screen joystick it's just a slider that's left and right and then you know your uh drift button and your brake button and your use item button and that's it yeah and i was watching you play it that one time it it's looked n- a lot of fun to control it's not bad i'd kind of like to play multiplayer with somebody if that which is there the multiplayer function I haven't used it. Well, how's, now, how does the multiplayer work? Do you know? I have no idea. Bluetooth or? Bluetooth, ad hoc, uh, Wi-Fi only, internet. I have no idea because I haven't tried it. Yeah. But I've played through quite a bit of single player. Uh, it's got, it's really meaty. It's got, you know, you can play through all the cups and then on, you have to play an easy to unlock medium and you all the tournaments. And then there's also missions, which involve like collecting various things on the different tracks or it, going through rings and stuff like that. Is this your typical game where it's like there's... There's the price where sometimes it's free, but then there's you little pay things in order to get further. Or you, you pay know, it once and it's done. That's a valid question, especially because it's an EA published that's game. That's always like, <laughs> oh, if it's EA, I guarantee you there's more money somewhere. Actually, you know, as I'm booting this up, I don't know. I mean, it's a Sega game, but I'm wondering if EA. I'm wondering if EA. Um, 
published it. Uh, from, but I'm not seeing EA's name anywhere on this. Maybe I just picked this up for cheap when it was on sale. Maybe I should take that back. But uh, there may be some microtransactions in it, but I have not run into any bumps where I'm like, hey, I need something that I can't get. I mean, that's that's like the scourge of like Android oh, iPhone yeah. apps. is like, oh, when you great. pay for it's, it's, it's 99 yeah. cents. But then it's like, oh, if you want these, then you need to give another $2. And you're like, that's, that doesn't make sense. Like, anything else in the world, could you imagine, like, you know, what sort of upright, uh, um, what sort of anger there'd be for any game that you say you bought for $20 and it's like, but there's another character for another $30. Yeah. Like, well, you're, you're describing a lot of games right now. Well, there's but... the DLC, but not, the DLC never exceeds the price. Oh, sure itself. it does. Sure mm. it does. Yeah, no, like, uh, the Marvel game that just came out, which is free. Now, granted, I think you need to bring freemium games in this. When a freemium game, when it would literally cost anywhere from 300 to thousands of dollars to buy all the content, yeah, there's something wrong right there. And yeah. I think the Marvel game right now will cost you, from what I hear, a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars to buy the characters that are available right now. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm saying that there's the freemium and then there's the the games that you've actually already yeah. bought. And I, I agree. I don't like having to pay for additional things in the game. I'm okay with DLCs that are like expansions, like a new story or stuff like that. But when it's in-game usable items, I don't like paying for those. That that kind of irritates me. I, I don't care if it's like just unlocking cheat codes or unlocking a fancy gun. I don't. I I think you know either I paid for the game or I didn't. So if if it's freemium, if it's free, then we'll deal with it. But I tell you what, hey, that's uh, that's what we've been playing. We're going to take a quick pause, and uh, we will be back after we figure out if we're all going to end up in Oz in the next few minutes. We've taken what we what we're going to take. Concern it. So here take we that. are recasting from Oz. Yes. You know, it's weird. Everything's far more bright and colorful here. Yes. And and people are far closer to my height. <laughs> I feel yeah. I feel like an NBA star. And there's the Lollipop Guild. Yeah. There's them. <laughs> we take we take our little like our little aversion joke and how we just dive straight to the core. And there's that uh, scarecrow that's, guy's that's right why. there. Hey, look, don't have a brain. Yep. No. Nope. That's him. Guy. Yeah. See it? Ten Lion guy, guy? total wuss. Yep. Ten guy no heart. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started singing. Thank, this, thankfully, this is the one time I can't remember the words to any of the songs, so I did not. Has everybody seen Oz Great and Powerful? powerful? Uh, I, I have, have not. I have indeed. I, am I, a, I loved it. I'm a sucker for all all stories. I, should, I almost said movies, but book stories about like children who go into a weird other world where they have to then fend for themselves. They have to find some sort of adulthood, you know, within them to get through a crisis. Yeah, well, in this case, it was a man-child. <laughs> yes, very much so. That movie seemed like James Franco and Sam Raimi just high-fiving each other a lot. Yeah. You know? But that's that is good. <laughs> it, it was. It was entertaining. Mm -hmm. I felt like it, there was de some definite parts where I was like, well, that was ad-libbed and dumb, and they decided to stick with it, but okay. And I, there was like... Zach Braff's monkey character. I like Zach Braff. I felt that casting was not good. His, Zach Braff's voice is not a selling point for him. So that was awkward. I mean, there were all sorts of things wrong with it, but technically, you know, the, the visuals and the cinematography and all that, very well done. And the story itself was really a, a cool 
in character development. Yeah. It, yeah. it, was, it, it's just, me, it seemed like there was a lot of marijuana on the set, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I I think that if you're going <laughs> to be making was. an Oz movie, it's a requirement. Yeah, well, I was, I was going to say, if you're making a, a James Franco movie, it's a requirement, but fair enough. Yeah, with Oz, wouldn't it be the LSD? Wasn't... Uh, wasn't L. Frank Baum on the opiates when he I, originally? Uh, he was writing them for his like his nieces or something. The LSD like that. feels a little bit more Alice in Wonderland to me. But. That's true, that's true. You know the Brits. Leave it up to them, right? Am I right? <laughs> I don't know. We just lost all those listeners. All the all the British listeners that we don't have. Yes, we well, might have de- one. They're definitely not coming back now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna have like a British slash Detroit uprising. <laughs> On our hands. <laughs> hey, we're back from severe weather. It is 9.16 at night, which means it is one minute past the end of the tornado warning. We went outside and looked up and went, uh, not even raining. But there was thunder and lightning, and I did get to use my best Bill Paxton voice and go, we've gone green, which is not my best Bill Paxton voice, but all the same. It's hard to say best Bill Paxton voice best several times. Bill Paxton voice. Yeah. Best Bill Paxton voice. Can I just difficult. get the mediocre Bill Paxton voice? We've gone green. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Now uh-huh. that's that's the that's the Oz Bill Paxton voice. <laughs> that's Bill Paxton as the uh, as the monkey in Oz, in Oz the Great and Powerful. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we 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 banged out uh, what you've been playing. So what we have to talk about now is news. Yeah, news, news, right? news, 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 news. Uh, so yeah, the E3 thing we brought up earlier. Yeah, that happened. So well, last week, it's happening. if I recall, we had said, you know, what Sony needs to do in order to counter what Microsoft had done as part of their press release thing uh, from weeks ago uh, about unveiling the initial, initially unveiling the Xbox One. We said what they need to do. What, what was the list? They need to support indie developers out of the gate. Yep. What else did they need to do? Uh Come in cheaper. Come in cheaper, and also I think I think we mentioned if their DRM was a little less. Yeah, it'd be nice, but we we weren't sure exactly what Microsoft DRM was going to be. Yeah, we didn't know. But used games. Yeah, used. used Were they going to support used games? Right. That was kind of our. If they really want to nail it, and but you you yourself and I think we all agree they're probably not going to nail it on all fronts. Right. But I think I think Howie, you're the one that probably said I don't expect it to. Now you you did have your prediction that Microsoft was going to bomb. Yes. Right. And and I watched a press conference on Spike. Uh it they didn't bomb. They they didn't bomb. No. It was until, it was a clean until Sony. Well, yeah, 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 that's I'm building to that. <laughs> okay. Dramatic tension <laughs> on molding here. Yeah, uh Microsoft came out, they had an honest to goodness decent press conference. Sets were pretty. Um the I will say that all of the people that came out and spoke were the most daft horrible should never be in front of a camera or audience people ever. Yeah. And people are always like, so, well, they're, you know, they're business people. Okay, yeah, but their audience is not, necessarily. And uh, that was what that horrible conference was a few weeks ago that they did. That was for business people and bros. And they came out and then, gee, I w- I'm, I'm playing this game. And, oh, heavens, here's this other person now. Yes, I've joined you. Oh, I didn't know you were here. You know, it was awful. <laughs> awful, fake Horrible, yeah. but I will say that they they had a strong offering. They only had a few technical difficulties, like with the sound not coming on on a, on a couple of videos. Which there was a great there was somebody in the audience that yelled, "Did you try switching the red and the white wire?" And everybody started <laughs> laughing, you know. But uh, overall, solid. I will say that once again, it was a little bro centric. It was they were heavy on the action games, RPG wise. They showed The Witcher, but 
that particular showing of The Witcher didn't give you any idea what The Witcher was if you hadn't already played Witcher right. games. Um, to me, it was it was more of a a safe. It uh, yeah, press conference. it was along the same lines of what their previous one was. Right. This one was playing a lot of it safe to the people who buy the well, annualized franchises, and they they also they also had the. Uh, the uh, Below video, which is a game made by the Sword and Sorcery EP, uh, Super Brother, whatever. It's an iPad game. Or yeah. It might be on PC as well. I don't remember. I, I don't remember. But, um, but and, and they had that. It was there, but that's literally all I'm going to say about it. It was there because you knew they felt like they ought to have something like that there. Like, mm-hmm. here's, here's, actually, actually, here's proof that we're working question. with indies. I have a question. You talk about the the Witcher that they demoed. That is the Witcher been a big enough brand that that's actually like an IP that people look at? That's a really good question. Because because I that's mean, what I thought too. So naturally, it's a great question. I I played the first <laughs> one and I didn't finish it. And I know that the second one was supposed to be so much better and all, and all the, everything's been fixed. It's, it'll right. it, it'll get you. It's and always I'm, the one I, that you don't that, play that is that. But at that yeah, I still didn't really give it a chance. I. Um, it seemed, and now now that's com- like you're saying that there's a third one on yeah. the way, and I'm still and they thinking- use it as part of their like big unveil press conference for these are the games, these are the, the amazing games that you're gonna get that you're gonna see. Yeah, I went, you know, if that's your big RPG, come. I mean, if that's the one that you can talk to us about right now, huh? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, the, at the, the start of 360, more- it was Oblivion, and Oblivion changed big open world RPGs. It made them accessible for. Way more people than the crazy people who played them on PC way back in the day. And the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I... I, I don't know. I think they, they did bomb pretty well. I, it wasn't... I, I think bomb is harsh. I think it was just... It played it safe, and it didn't do any of the things to fix what they had... It didn't do a lot to fix what they had done. And especially at the end when they come out and they say, and our price is four ninety nine. Now, see, I was live-tweeting the thing to no one, and... The people that I it just better kind. it explode yeah follow at better kind exploded with everyone going four ninety nine what or five hundred what like everyone just freaking out like are you kidding me you're gonna try to charge me this for something that you're gonna charge me a monthly subscription fee to do anything right now the one upside is they're saying that from now on if you have a live gold membership you're gonna get two free games a month. Which is a pretty right. big deal because in the past, for a live membership, you got oh nothing. That was the so, only thing that that was uh, anything positive out of it. Most of it was was safe, but it, it, we we say safe, but we're talking it like they're not meeting the gamers' needs. They're you're, you know they're well they're not they're playing it. I think what they view as safe, which is okay. If as long as we sell to the call of duty nerds or the call of duty bros and the Madden psychopaths, we're going to be good. You know, be kicking the desk here, dude. What are you crazy? <laughs> so when you lost your mind, but like, if we sell to these guys, we're good. We're good. Cause they buy the annualized stuff. So we're good, right? We're good. Boardroom. Everybody. Yeah, we're good. And I think when but, you're talking about like the two games though, you, do they say like what sort of games? You well, get? The, right away that, that goes all across as the of, spectrum. As of already, you get Halo Three, and I forget what the other one was for free. And also, I read today maybe this was the other one, but right now you can play Fable Three for free if you have Xbox Live Gold. Which I've never played Fable Three, so I'm kind of going, okay, that's the one reason why I ever, would ever even consider reactivating, which I probably won't. My Xbox Live account, my Gold account, because I let it expire when I bought my second Roku. 
Cause I was like, you know what? I don't want to pay an additional five to 10 bucks a month just for Netflix or whatever it is per month, just to play Netflix. Cause Microsoft isn't giving me anything with Netflix. Right. All they're doing is going, ha ha, pay money to use this. I mean, Netflix provides the code. Netflix provides video. My, I pay for my, the bandwidth. Microsoft just puts it behind a paywall to go neener, neener, neener. And yeah. I go, well, okay. Unsubscribe. Right. And yeah. so, yeah, that, that's the only thing they said that was like, oh, and here's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, they also, I mean, they came out and they gave, they gave more details about what sharing was going to look like and how, you know, and how it's not going to be as restrictive as perhaps we may have predicted a month and a half to two months ago and things like that. But then the unthinkable happened. Now, I've never been a Sony fanboy. And I was watching, I had two Sony streams up. If anybody saw it on the, on the Twitter account, uh, what were you playing them on? I was, I had one on Twitch and one on IGN because when I was watching the Microsoft press conference a few weeks ago, the different streams kept going out. So this time I'm like, I'm having two streams open in case one goes out and I'll just mute one, (laughs) listen to the other. And then when it has problems, mute it, listen to the other. And, uh, it was actually pretty stable the whole time, but, um, I, could I've you never ever would have heard me come out of an E3 going, oh my gosh, Sony just crushed it. But hey guys, oh my gosh, <laughs> Sony just crushed it. I mean Jack Tretton uh, came out and he he not only like punched like sucker punched Microsoft in the gut and like gave it a swirly. He then like took its lunch money and pantsed it. Yeah. And then I think rubbed like Ben Gay all over its crotch <laughs> and just the rest of the entire movie Lucas. I think that's what happened to uh to Microsoft. Holy right. cow. Well that's what happens when you play it safe. You don't uh you don't try to play you know, make a console for the gamer. You try to make a uh de- a device that you know, is used for everything. So now they're trying to appeal to a much wider audience. So and the, at the same time, safe. at the same time, Sony has not hamstrung itself from doing all that additional stuff. No, but they have come out and said, "Hey, you can totally. We're going to support used games, you, uh, disc games. Period. You can trade them to your friends. You can sell them in retail. Trade them back in at retail. We're not doing a thing about it. Largest cheer of all the press conferences, right, right there. I mean, no, uh, no game announcement got anywhere near." <laughs> The amount of cheering that got, and then he and then he explains all yeah you know, all the different subpoints. These are all the things you can do with your games. We don't care. And then I got more cheering, you know. And then he comes out and he says, furthermore, you don't have to check online to play. You don't have to like check in your account over an internet connection with your PS4 if you're going to play disc based games. Mm-hmm. We don't care. It, and and then huge cheering again. Yeah, it's it's almost as if I, I don't know. I I didn't really follow the E3 as much as you two did because. Frankly, I, I it's, it's still stage, going, man. We're in the thick of it right well, now. But the thing is, I so much of it is just they're they're doing what they can to build hype. Sure, and it's the, all marketing. The end product, sure. the end product can be very different right. from what they're saying now. And we, we talk- and, and, and what my point is, I see what what Sony is what they've done, what they've said is almost exactly like they looked at everybody's complaint about everything that that the x1 yeah is and XB1. said one yeah the yeah the x bone the x bone but the and then said we'll just 
do the opposite. Because that's exactly what everybody clearly wanted. Yeah, but that's right. what. But then it's like you wonder, like, what were their original talking points? Like, if 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 you were to go back through their like oh, deleted, you know, it's documents and pulled it out and said, I wonder what their original talking points were. Because it could have been that they were like, yeah, we're doing everything that the what Microsoft is. But since everybody's kind of angry, let's do the opposite. Okay. Okay. That's and that's a neat curiosity, but the fact of the matter is, they've come out and said we're doing the opposite. Yeah. They've listened. Now they're, now and they're here's everybody was predicting, accountable to that. It seemed like almost everybody was predicting beforehand, and I don't think we, if we didn't address it specifically, I don't recall, but I don't think we were. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think we were exempt from this. Um, everyone was pretty much saying, "Hey, Microsoft's come out and set the standard of badness, so Sony can pretty much be just that bad or slightly less." without taking any flack. You know what I mean? Everybody right. pretty much, Sony can just come out and say, yep, you can't trade in your games and you have to check in online. You have to have an internet connection and this, that, and the other thing. And the price is going to be the same, which by the way, we haven't mentioned yet that then Jack Tretton drops the bomb three ninety nine out of the gates, right. $400, a full hundred dollars less than the Xbox one. And people again, went, yeah, not, not $400 less, no, $100 yeah. less. <laughs> it was $400 left. My Predator be in now, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just, I mean, there was all those little rabbit punches, and then boom, uppercut at the end. Mm-hmm. It was it was vicious, and people lost their darn minds. But it's whether or not they were kicking around the boardroom with "What do we do? What do we do? What do we do?" And then they saw the negative crowd reaction. It's like, okay, Microsoft had the nards to lay it on the table and go, "Hey, this is what we're doing. Take that." You know, Sony could have. It would have been easier for Sony to go, "Yeah, we're kind of doing that too." But I'll tell you what, we'll concede on this one thing. But instead, Sony went, you know what? No, we're not going to do any of that. The cool, the, the not cool, but the funny thing is, they also snuck in on a quick, tiny, like a slide, a little bullet point on the side, right <laughs> after he announced, we're not doing any of that stuff that that competitor is doing, nameless competitor. There was also a slide that said, you know, PlayStation Plus also will offer a multiplayer. Meaning, whoa, you have to become a PS Plus subscriber now to, multi- to use multiplayer. Meaning yeah. they're putting it behind a paywall, just like Xbox Live Gold has been since its uh, start on the 360. Right. So you have to pay to play multiplayer. And I don't. so many people are used to doing that on their 360, and they already know that they get a lot of perks for being PS Plus, you know, free games and discounts on other games and stuff like that. They know there's perks involved. Also, Sony said they're not going to hide any of uh, any media streaming services like Netflix or they announced a uh, Redbox streaming service that I didn't know anything about. Right, yeah, I heard they're not going to hide any of that behind PS Plus. All of that's yeah. just going to work. And I'm like, you know As what? Should. That matters to me because yeah. on on principle, that matters to me a lot because when you like I said, Microsoft's not doing anything to provide me a Netflix on my 360. Mm-mm. Not in my book, not in a way that matters. So to charge me money just to use it for that if i'm not using multiplayer is criminal yeah. so yeah i i'm like hey sony doesn't want to charge me for that that way i can just pay when i want that extra stuff that i don't usually use so any uh, long story short too late no one said it so i said it myself <laughs> um sony just seems more interested in definitely in me my demographic you know they know they know that everybody on xbox live gold you know probably 70 percent of what happens on xbox live gold at least and a hundred percent of people that i know people on my friends list only use it for netflix right you know there was a time when that wasn't true but same same with me yeah yeah And, and and that's it it was the same with me for a long time until i wisened up you know, I've I've already saved the money that I spent on that Roku. It's been a couple of years, you know. So 
already saved the price of that, right. and I've got a device that does other things, and it's a lot easier to move around if I want to do that. So, uh, you know, and so, you know, this, again, it's all marketing. How you were saying last night, we were having a chit-chat, and you were saying, you know, none of this means anything. Microsoft could do whatever between now and the release, and that's absolutely true. But then I made the counterpoint that it does mean something, because even though this is all marketing right now, um, if no one reacts, if everyone's complacent, then it is marketing that will become true. You right. know, we have right. to, we have to get become incensed and we have to cheer for the ones we like and we have to boo for the ones that we don't. And we have to hiss at where we're disappointed to get them to realize, okay, we need to make changes. And, yeah. uh, and that's, what's important about E3. That's, that's really what it is. It's about feeling the crowd out for yeah. the Microsoft wanted to, to say, Hey, this is where we're going. This is where we want to push the industry. And uh, Sony said, we want to make up for the mistakes we did last time, and we re- really want to win over the Xbox yeah. uh, you know, people. And, uh, I, you know, I, I think they did a really good – Sony did a really good job of that. Uh, the, you know, it's all up in the air still, I, what I may happen. The, I think the funny thing about this is that we're talking about Microsoft versus Sony. Nobody's talking about Nintendo. Well, of course not. Yeah. And Nintendo that's, didn't that's even a press conference thing. this year because they realized they've got no no horn to toot. And they did the they did the sort of in uh instead of doing a side like a pre press conference, they did the on the floor pre recorded thing. And it was literally i I mean, I watched it or what I could of it, and, and it was literally yeah, well, you know, here's the Mario game that's coming out. It's got clear tubes you can go through. It's based on Mario 3D Land, but it's called 3D World, and it's not really 3D, but we're going with it because we're sticking with the style of 3D Land because we're just going to continually confuse our brands. Um, We're going to remake another Zelda because that's kind of a thing we do. Here's Smash Brothers. Oh, you guys wanted Mega Man in Smash Brothers, right? So here's that. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's it seems like I've it seems like it happens a lot where Nintendo will come out and go, boom, bang, look at all the glitz and glamour, and everybody walks away. And there's a few of the Nintendo fanboys who are like, yeah, that was awesome. And everybody else is kind of like, that was just kind of more of the same, right? Yeah. This seemed like the first time Nintendo was like, guys, we just got more of the same for you, and we know it. And, and I'm afraid uh, Microsoft started to head down that road just. Ever so slightly. In, in, in a totally different way. Right. In a totally, like, trying to appeal to a completely different type of crowd. Right. They're kind of doing the same thing. They're resting on their laurels mm-hmm. in, a, in a strange uh, philosophical way. Uh, I totally, totally agree. I mean, we didn't mention, uh, the one thing that I really want to bring up is Microsoft, when they were talking about the used game sales and stuff like that, in their press conference, they almost made it sound like they were pinning it on the developers. Yeah. Like, like, hey, we're not going to do this necessarily, but, you know, that's what they, they can do it if they want. It'll be up to them. Whereas Sony was like, nuh-uh, which could ultimately mean the same thing. The ultimate, I mean, you know, the developers can still bake in their uh, EA says they're not doing it anymore. I keep bringing this up over and over again, but they can do the online pass type thing where there's a code to unlock additional content that comes boxed in and it's a one time use thing. So if you buy the game used, you might have to pay for that. You know, when you when you pop the game in, I, I don't think they said that that's out of the question. I think they're just saying we're not changing the policy. Right. From what you know today. And so, I mean, it's just I, I felt kind of like I thought it was kind of lame. Like Microsoft was just kind of, you know, well, you know, you're mad at us, but it's them. But then Sony's like, no, nah, screw all that. And it, it ultimately can mean the same thing. But the attitude was right. Yeah. The yeah. That, that's the thing right I really liked is. um Sony's attitude was more for the gamer. Yeah. And the fact that it was Tretton himself, Tretton out there with just going, dude, nuh-uh. 
and and everybody cheering. And he, I remember after he made the first announcement, everybody went out. He goes, apparently that's a good thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, for, Jack. For the we get it. That weren't paying attention yeah. to any internet thread ever. Yeah, but you know, and Ben Kuchera had a great uh, write up who on a Penny Arcade report. Um, and he used to write for ours. And then when he moved to Penny Arcade, I was like, no, but the guy who took over at ours is really good too. So I'm like, no, Ooh, twice the meat, you know, um, he, <laughs> that, he, is that what she said? I, I did too, out loud to no one. <laughs> it was, it was the darndest thing. Um, but he, he did a great short article about this is how badly Sony stuck it to Microsoft. Let's not joke around. Let's not pull our punches. Let's not say, well, it's not that bad. This is what this is that crazy. This is that hard. And this, right. and he's, you know, and he posted the video. You know, uh, a couple of the Sony execs made a video where, like, you know, this is the, this is how you trade games on the PS4. <laughs> and it's like step one. It's got the glitzy blue background. Step one, trading the game. And it just shows one guy handing it to the other guy, and the other guy goes, "Thanks." And it's a PlayStation. <laughs> That's it. Just, I mean, yeah. they're rubbing it in. They are up playing it. They are doing it just masterfully to the point where PlayStation, Sony, for the first time, I feel, seems like the smart kid. Yeah. The, the kid look, going, huh, look, yeah. look, look at this, rather than the powerhouse that can hear nobody's voice. Yeah, this, and you could tell this is all purposeful. Oh, yeah. They, they, they intended this from day one when they, they announced that, hey, there's going to be a PlayStation 4. Yeah. You know, and, and they're like, we're going to be, we're going to back off and not say anything because we're going to really hit them at E3. They, they knew this coming down. But the, the, it all point goes back to, you know, we don't know what Microsoft's going to end up with. And, uh, you know, Corey, you're right about the whole. You need to you need to growl and you need to be angry in order to let Microsoft know that, know that this is going to be a big deal. And it's completely possible that as a result of this, they're going to you know backpedal a little bit. But then, as a result, they could end up with a very reasonable trading service that would then blow Sony out of the water from in, ter- in terms of revenue. Yeah, and- I'm not sure what they're going to do on price though, because uh, it's coming bundled with the Connect. Um, I'm not sure if uh, the yeah, PS4 I- is coming with the Eye or not. Um, all the all the promo shots show it sitting with the Eye, so yeah, I was under so the impression kinda, it did. But you were saying you read something that it might I, not. I, I, I thought I read something it. that it wasn't going to, but you know, you you read a lot of things, you can take it with a grain of salt. But right, you know, so I, I don't. They may be able to adjust a little bit on price, but I don't think they'll be able to adjust much. No, I, I mean, and at this point. You also have the is it is it good or bad to be reactionary? Now what what Xbox still has in its back pocket is they've not said anything about the um, the uh, the cheaper Xbox One that would be subsidized with a like a one year more expensive gold subscription yeah. or two year gold subscription, which we'd all heard about beforehand. We which, expected yeah. to hear about it and we didn't. And I think Xbox said we're not. I think they purposely didn't say anything because they wanted to see what Sony was going to come out with so that they knew what kind of price point they could hit with the subsidy. You know, it, it's, uh, um, I, th- I think they're both being very purposeful, uh, in what they're doing. I just think Microsoft has a long way to go to meet the gamers needs and what they want. Uh, they, they really kind of took everyone back by that. Yeah. Um, I, I really, I'm I'm really anxious to see if they come out now and say, oh, we do have a cheaper one. See, it's just subsidized, which I don't know. I think most early adopters are smart enough to know what's a better deal and what's not. Yeah. Uh, in terms of whether a subsidization is actually going to. Hey. Yeah, whoa, cell phone foul. My phone shouldn't. You, you turned it back on when you were upstairs, didn't you? Oh. oh. Yeah. 
The curse. All, are, is your woman calling you too? Yes. Yeah. It, within thirty seconds of mine calling me. All right. So Did I get called? Yeah, you got to get a call it. right now. There's, ready? All the ladies are going crazy. All, no, is your no. phone gonna go? You know why? She's telling no. you it's hailing. Is she? She's calling you to tell you that it's hailing. Because I texted mine back and said, "Not happening." Text me. And she texted me, it's halting. No, it's hailing. No, it is hailing because it kept autocorrecting. And- <laughs> oh, my car. Oh, well, all of our cars. Yeah. But your car is better than our cars. Well, if it's not big hail, it'll be okay. If it's little hail. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's what insurance is for, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not looking forward to hoping small hail. But, yeah. Your transformer it, it, decal might be knocked off, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see now. Which actually probably nasty. a good thing. That way you can you know fix it so it's straight. Yeah. Here's the thing: yeah, if it, if it happens to anybody, it happens to everybody in town. So I don't think that you'd call just for, you know. I, I feel like I need to answer this. All right. Why don't you step out and take a call real quick? We're gonna keep on rolling because these breaks are killing us. We're gonna be here all night. <laughs> um, Aaron trying trying desperately to sneak out of the room Quiet. while we're talking about it. Um, the other the other thing that then happened though. Is you know, people were coming back at Microsoft for the next couple of days going, well, you know, Sony said this. What about you're always on? You got to check in every 24 hours with your online content and stuff. Like that. Well, you know, you, there's still a lot of gamers out there that legitimately don't have an Internet connection available. And there's a lot more people who take their Xboxes with them and sometimes don't have an Internet connection where they go, like on vacation right. or something like that. And you know what their answer was? And I think this was today. Their answer was, well, that's what the 360 is for. Have them buy a 360. Yeah, that's uh, which to me sounds like an Apple response. Yeah, except it's worse than an Apple. It's, it's got the snark of an Apple response with, well, you know, pull your turtleneck up and get over it. Except <laughs> it's going, well, then buy old stuff, baby. Yeah. Well, I guess Apple wouldn't tell you to go buy old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Apple wouldn't tell you because they know they don't support their stuff two years after it comes out. They're like, well, I don't even remember. What is that, an Apple II? No, it's an iPhone 4. What, I don't, what's happening? Um, no, but Microsoft's like, yeah, if you, uh, if you live in the stone age, we have a stone age player for you. Go play, go, you know, go bang rocks together. Have a mm-hmm. good time. Right. And I'm like, what? Yeah. That kind of, that kind of drew me back too when you, when you mentioned that to me and I'm like, that's, that's the wrong move. I'm just like, I realize that they're still, they're wanting to continually support the 360 and they've just redesigned the 360 again, which is, we're supposed to say, oh, it's to make it more synonymous with the Xbox One. No, anytime they redesign, it's to make it cheaper to manufacture, mm-hmm. period. Yep. And um, it, it none of that friggin' matters. It, it's, it's, it's the fact that, let's remember, how many years into the Xbox 360 did they turn off multiplayer support or the, the uh, matchmaking support for Halo 2 from Xbox One? Now, remember, when the 360 came out, it was backwards compatible with all the best-selling Xbox One titles. And, and I don't even know if it's backwards compatible at all anymore. Granted, that's because yeah. we don't use it. Right. So I couldn't tell you. But, um, you know, it was used a lot in the first couple of years by a lot of people who didn't have an Xbox One and wanted to go back and play those games. Mm-hmm. And they turned off the servers and said, okay, that's it. And it was only a few years into the 360. So how far do we really think they're going to chase the 360? Now, I think there's a better chance now because I think there'll be fewer early adopters this time around. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. I mean, do you really think Microsoft's going to carry this system on forever? Is it an alternative to the new system? No, it is not, because it ain't going to have the legs. At some point, they're just going to start shutting stuff off. Yeah, yeah, I have a hard time believing Microsoft's going to be like, okay, here, we're going to support this for five years. You know, you know, I... These are the same guys hiding stuff behind paywalls. Right. I mean, doing all the stuff we're talking about. These are the people who are just continually being... 
they're they're getting to the point where they are. I mean, you pay so much for a gold subscription, and yet the first thing you see when you fire up your Xbox is you're inundated with Doritos and Mountain Dew ads and and cars that you don't care about. You're in finding your games has gotten to the point where it's difficult to do mm-hmm. because they're so interested in selling you other things, and you and you're paying them to do this to you, right? And so, what's going to happen? If you say, all right, I don't have an internet connection, so I'm just going to buy that 360, and this is my system for now, from now until forever, I, I'm going to call horse hockey on that one. I'm going to say, I'm going to say two and a half, three years max, and we're going to start seeing stuff getting wildly shut off. You know, maybe not all at once, and I'm sure not all at once, but I'm, you're going to see things like suddenly purchases that you made and stuff like that are going to start falling off and no longer be available, or right. you're going to get more. And there's been a few things where like, okay, if you want this, you need to download it now because we're removing it. Not a lot, but it's some. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot more of that as they, especially, especially, let's, this is Microsoft, especially if the Xbox One does not sell to their expectations, they will use that as a way of getting people frustrated to move them onto the next system. You know? Yeah. So unless things don't unless things change, if things remain as the painted the picture has been painted through E three thus far, I really hope people, you know, vote with your dollars. You know? I've never been a Sony fanboy of I've I've always been the anti Sony, but now I'm going, hey guys, we're at a point right now where Microsoft may be too big for their britches in terms of Yeah, the, game the thing that scares me still with Sony is um, they had that whole debacle with getting hacked. And, yeah, it was bad, and that was very bad. And it's a learning experience, so that's good. Yes, and and now that they're going to, uh, you know, have a paywall for the uh, what's, what's Sony's PS Plus, PS PlayStation Plus. Plus. Um, you know, that may help them be even better at that to provide that revenue to be able to hire, right? You know smart people there, but it, it still kind of scares me. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if I want to give them that kind of information and trust them with it. Yeah. Sony has the reputation of... Whoa! Being, where yeah, did you come from? Ice. Sweet mercy! <laughs> Sweet justice! I was terrified. You jumped from the shadows. I'm, I'm, a, I'm sneaky that way. Yeah. I'm very sneaky. Is your car trapped right. under an ice boulder? No, but uh, we bought a gazebo at our... That's at right. Our, and and uh, basically I got alerted that the gazebo was attempting an escape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Take flight. Yeah, well, it's... Right now, it's kind of wedged in bushes, so it can't go <laughs> yeah. anywhere. But she's like, without those bushes, it w- we would kiss it gone. And this thing's this thing's like two hundred pounds. Yeah. Oh yeah, but they're but, it's but also it's big. Yeah, it's also mostly parachute. Yeah, yeah. And that's just said. She, she said she was watching like the the roof like. And oh yeah, my old neighborhood. You always knew there was a big storm when you got home from work, and there were just canopies littered across people's backyards because everybody had them. But there were no trees and no hills to break up the <laughs> massive northeast wind blowing. And oh my word, did you? It would just trash all those. Nothing else. Everything else fine, but those things were just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I saw you were installing that the other day, and I was like, mm, hope the timing it down. is fantastic. There, though. <laughs> How could it go wrong? Thankfully, yeah. I mean you're. Your your lady friend was like an airplane mechanic, more or less. Yeah, she, she's she knew pretty how to capable. This. She, yeah, she, she she bolted this down. In, in my in my mind, she's out there with like a Bowie knife between her teeth and just growling <laughs> at the sky. I'm sure she was growling at yeah. the sky. You'll not get the best of me. <laughs> she wanted this gazebo she's so like, bad. She's Lieutenant she's like, Dan strapped to the mast, you know, <laughs> screaming at God. She's like, "You're not taking my gazebo. It's my gazebo. <laughs> Come and get me." <laughs> you know. And then she just yeah. goes like, you know, windsurfing through the sky, holding on to it. 
And then Oz. There you, she'll find us. You won't have to call. She'll be right here with us in Oz. Yeah, we got great reception here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Who'd have, know, who'd have thunk the, the Munchkin City would have their own towers? <laughs> but yes, uh, my, my sudden appearance also comes with, with information oh. of... You know, Sony has its like evil or- overlord reputation. They've, they, yeah, and they've they have. earned it. They've earned it. They it's sure not, it's have. Not, it's You're not right. like unfair. You're right. And, and, and we shouldn't forget that, even though they totally are acting differently right and, now. And that's everybody that says that they're not a Sony fanboy is like, ah. But, you know, Microsoft is like always chasing the almighty dollar, but at least they're the devil you know. And Sony's <laughs> the devil you don't know. And yeah. so, but then Sony's like, oh, but, but, but Microsoft has done these horrible things. We don't. And you're like, mm, I don't know. He's like, we got lots of good titles. And so you, you, it cracks. And then, and then they get you in and they're like, you know what? This is actually pretty decent. And but, then, and it's just the, the, the subset of people that get screwed over so royally that they post on the forums and everybody goes up in arms of like, Oh, look at how evil Sony is. And you'll be, you'll be one of them secretly <laughs> hoping that, that they don't, that the, that the evil eye of Sauron doesn't like, look at you. Yeah. You know, and I, I always want the eye to look at me. Cause then I go Lieutenant Dan up on the, you know, <laughs> yes. that's what I do. Depends Yell on what, at the evil eye. Depends on what the eye really I, is. Yeah, I, that's I, true. I'm is it candy? Old. I love candy. Yeah, it could be candy. I'm just I remembered. Candy. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, see, ah. Yep. I candy see what you, okay, that's enough. I just always remember like uh, Star Wars Galaxies and like people would be like complaining and the GMs would like teleport Star the user War- like to another. Star Wars Galaxies, an online pay for MMO from Which, back in the dizzle for yeah, those back of you in who the don't day. know. But that was like the thing is like people would be like, you know, this game's crap or they'd be complaining or something. And then a GM would just teleport them to another, like in space. Oh, like, really? They had, they had, yeah, this was like mad a while angry back. mods back then. Well, mad, mad angry gen- but GMs. more of just like, yeah, they would, the they, admins, they would a total abuse of power. Yeah. Like, you know, and that was but like, here's the, the thing. Course. This, the stuff that Sony did, it in a weird way falls in line with the reputation that they've been slowly garnering over the last couple of years, which is, you know, they've, the, it's been coming out that Sony's been courting the independent developers. They've been reaching out to the little guy, if you will, doing the exact opposite of anything they did during the PS1 and PS2 era, where they were riding the tide of Japanese RPGs and also like the bro games, like Twisted Metal and stuff like that, which, and don't get me wrong, I like those games, but, um, like they were kind of riding a giant tide of popularity and units sold so that when scrappy Microsoft came along with their scrappy little lose money Xbox, they were investing in, in brand new IPs like halo, you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, putting a lot of money into rare and coming up with fable and all those games that were just, I mean, these are now considered gigantic IPs that back then were a twinkle in their mommy's eye. Um, you weren't getting that so much, on the PlayStation, the PlayStation was getting the evolution of IPs. Your biggest stuff on PlayStation was like your Grand Theft Autos and stuff like that, which were an evolution of Grand Theft Auto 1 and 2, which no one talks about. It was Grand Theft Auto 3 and on that was huge. And so they were kind of stumbling into a lot of success. And so when they came out with the PS3, they went, oh, $600, dropped the mic, and everybody else just went, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And... And, you know, also no rumble because you don't got, you guys don't care that yeah, we've been using rumble since like, you know, the, uh, 64, you know, PlayStation days, we've been going on buying rumble packs and rumble controllers 
we we're used to that. that you just don't want to pay the royalties for the you know you don't want to pay the licensing for the the patent and all the, I mean they were just doing like we're 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 completely fireproof and they weren't and they took a giant hit on the nose as a result in 360 units in the west out outsold in in strictly in like in North America which is a big market outsold uh the the PS3 uh, despite the fact PS3 had Blu-ray, you know, all the perks, it still was outsold by the system that had basically the online functionality right there. But as Microsoft started paring back, I would say paring back stuff, hiding more stuff on the paywall. I mean, when you first bought a 360, you didn't have to have gold subscription to download demos. But you go out and find a new demo now on 360 for a popular game. You won't find it unless you have a gold subscription. There's a lot of stuff hidden behind the gold subscription now, which wasn't at all that way. And plus, all, most most to all of the additional services they've added via updates over the years have been gold subscribers only, as if they were trying to justify what they were already charging for. But in the meantime, if you were someone who wasn't buying into what they were already charging for, you felt like you were getting a middle finger. You're like, you're not, you don't even care about me. So Sony has been, they were getting hit on the nose back then, and they've been trying to fix their mindset since then. And, you know, we talked about how they came out strong talking about developers. You know, they had several, like, screens underneath, like, a couple giant large screens. Mm-hmm. And, like, at one point during the press conference, they had they announced all these indie games that were coming to their platform. And the screen would light up, and there'd be one of the developers sitting standing there in front of the screen looking down and playing it on the screen behind them. And they just kept lighting up all the different games, which was totally cool. It's like, look, boom, these are all here. Here are the people that made them standing right in front of them playing them, and they're coming to PS4. Meaning this is important to us and right. we know it's important to the the hardcore yeah. early adopters. And the hardcore early adopters may not be the bros. They may not be the Call of Duty freaks. They may not be the you know, the racing game players as much, but what well, some of them are. But what they are are the people who buy the system first and start posting on the internet about how great it is and telling their friends, and eventually that's what spreads to the bros, because the bros can play the the new version on their old system for a couple of years. And I think Microsoft may take it on the nose a lot harder than they think if they're yeah. unwilling to be flexible. So I got a question. Hit me. Do you think uh, Sony's doing a classic bait and switch? Ooh, is that possible? Define how that would play. Well, you get a year down the road after release of the console, and all of a sudden they start sneaking in the uh, the things that like, well, we we can't do can't do this anymore. They, if they did do that, I think they would be under threat of like class action lawsuits. I mean, they already went through some class action lawsuits when they took out the backward compatibility, uh, the software backward compatibility on the PS3s and stuff like that. There were people that came forward with lawsuits and stuff like that. I mean, you yeah. if you sit there and say this is something that you get for the system, and then they up patch it out. I, 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 you know, most companies of that size are like just go and eh, we'll take it. Eh, we'll the take nose. the hit. I can't, what can Sony take though? Yeah, that's true. They've been taking a lot of hits. Yeah. They're they're at the point where they have to be the scrappy underdog to succeed. Yeah, and that's and that's but but they know it for a change. Yeah, that's change. and that's what makes me think that they're this is legitimate, and they're honestly trying to do a for real, a for real good job, for right. real good job. You know, you like that English? Um, Loved it. Awesome. So I I, I don't think that's going to happen, but I thought I'd ask the question. Now, you I, know. I I I can't see it happening. If it did. And they had won over a bunch of new fanboys and new hardcore uh, beforehand. The backlash would be a lot stronger 
than something that was just a line item that got removed that not a lot of people cared about. If they took this stuff and first off, they're not going to raise the price after launch. I don't think that well, they could raise the price of the. Uh, they could make a change and PS, make it more expensive. The, the PS. They, they could be like that. Uh, doesn't PS have Pro, a hard drive. The, PS Plus. PS Plus. Like, I don't know why I can't remember Plus. Yeah. I mean, they could raise the price when Microsoft did that. Or that or maybe something like <laughs> that. It doesn't have a hard off. drive. You know, then it doesn't maybe, have a hard drive. Yeah, maybe just like that's your beginner level or your entry level pull, PA. so literally pull a microsoft <laughs> start yeah. offering one without then, a hard drive and then yeah if you want a hard drive well then that's going to be two hundred dollars more yeah i don't know uh, they could also have a ps 4.5 that they release <laughs> there's in, all in sorts years. of stuff they could do yeah, I, but that's all the stuff that we just can't know i i don't see a bait and switch <laughs> happening and i don't think it's i definitely don't think one is intended i think if they did do it it would be out of a financial desperation as a result of something they didn't predict yeah well you, you look at uh what's his name uh yeah right his smile when he's giving his sony jack Tristan. yeah it just the, what you could tell he Tristan. was so satisfied to give this press conference. Yeah. He's like, I've he been didn't, waiting He for wasn't this. smirking no. or smug, but he just looked, it was almost, he it was, was almost like about what they contentfully had to relieved he was to hear the crowd. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. And you know what? The bad acting in Sony's press conference was better than the bad acting in Microsoft's <laughs> press conference. Yeah, what's oh. with that? Why can't they get people who can do this? Well, you know, it's funny. They put the developers up there, and the developers look like, you know, sacks of flesh that are barely animated human beings. They're like, mm, I'm up in front of people. Mm. But then they get the, they get the, uh, they, the execs up there, and the execs just seem like, they're phoning it in in the worst kind of teleprompter way. However, I'll say the Sony execs seemed a little more – the word's not lively because you could say that some of the Microsoft phones are artificially lively. But like Jack Tretton's like, hey, I'm I'm an executive. I've been doing this for years for whoever I've been doing it for, and now I'm in this position, and this is part of what I do. Yeah. He gives – he can do that. He can give a press conference with confidence and still make a, a few comments here and there that aren't necessarily you – know, I felt like when he first came out on stage at the very beginning – I felt it almost sounded like he it looked like he wasn't using a teleprompter. I was wondering if he had a, his speech memorized because it, it seemed like he was talking from the heart, which, again, none of this is what I expected right. from Sony. Right. All, it's all what I said they needed to do, but I expected none of it. And right. I was just blown away. You now, know, there were two other press conferences that day. Yes. EA gave and, their press conference yeah. and Ubisoft or Ubisoft, yep. whatever it is. Um, I watched neither. I, uh, I I I have no idea what went on at those press. I, I didn't even pay attention to them. Yeah, except EA had their their new Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront, right? Announced. And they have a they have a, a CG you know uh, full cinematic teaser that you know it's funny. It's got a lot of people, uh, well, a few people I know excited, but I actually hated the teaser. You know, as much as I'm a Star Wars junkie, uh, and I admit it, you know. Uh, the the teaser just like oh dude in snow gun sounds oh things are rough and it was the teaser was totally just teasing you even for what the teaser was which was like oh what is it where is he you don't know you can only see the snow and oh there's a crashing snow speeder in the foot of an ATAT hurrah yeah. and it was like that was it yep that really that was it so what that tells me is EA a couple months ago goes all right. We scored the rights to Star Wars from Disney. Somebody render some stuff. <laughs> Go hire a special effects company. We're, are we going to make the game? Don't, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me questions. Don't ask. Just go get us some videos. E3's right around the corner. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you want them to be? Just, I don't, snow speeders. I don't care. <laughs> you know, quick, 
Grab a grab a movie. Yeah. Grab a random scene. That's what you do. Right. Like you shoot my kid waving around his plastic lightsaber just because I'm not off the screen. And that's what I felt like that was. Battlefront Battlefront was very much from the era where I felt like there was no such thing as a good third person shooter. Battlefront to me was a game where you put up with terrible mechanics to play a battlefield type Star Wars game. If they can make it again and make the mechanics and the physics feel not like total awfulness, oh I'm in. I'm totally in. But I feel like that's almost not even a Battlefront game. That almost deserves a name change. But it's got enough name recognition that I think it, you know, it has value. Yeah, and Ubisoft announced uh, another Splinter Cell. I was going to say, another Splinter Cell? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Ubisoft makes so many games, so many games, but you say Ubisoft, you go, I'm assuming another Splinter Cell. Because um, we don't have enough stealth games coming out with the, the Metal Gear Phantom Pain. Me- Metal Gear, what is it? Uh... What's the cowboy? The Red Dead Metal Gear is what it looked like. Yeah, good good luck for me yeah. remembering that. Snake riding horses, yay! I I was looking at it going, is it really stealthy when you're riding a horse at full speed, thirty feet from a dude, just because you lean over the edge of the saddle and he looks and goes, oh look, there's a horse with a, a leg hanging off of it. Weird. Oh well, no exclamation point above my head. You know, I yeah, I just. I, it's hard for me to take Metal Gear seriously, I but I haven't played since Metal Gear. What was the last one I played? Good heavens, two, two, three, two, two, three. I don't, I don't. I, Sons of Liberty. I had on Xbox and I played through Metal Gear Solid. I'm trying to remember if I even played through the third one. The third one was the one that was back in uh, was like in the 60s or 70s. I don't think I played through that one, and then I definitely didn't play four. But yeah, I I don't know, you know, Kojima. That's uh, some, at some point at some point you've watched enough cutscenes of just somebody's mouth moving. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You know? Yeah, but, they're not, they announced another Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah, Assassin's Black Creed 4 Black. and oh, I got to tell you, you know, as much as people laughed at the Microsoft press conference when the sound went out, uh one of the devs came out to play Assassin's Creed 4 uh at the Sony press conference and it was crushing because it kept bugging out, it kept freezing up. And, you know, when you're watching a live stream on the Internet, you don't know if it's freezing up until the crowd starts moaning and groaning and you can hear it. And you're like, oh, wow, the game's actually frozen. It's not my feed that's frozen. And then eventually it got so bad and it stuttered so bad it seized up completely. And the guy just gave this, like, painful, like, horrible shrug. Like, this dude's just standing there silently on stage, not saying anything, and he just gives the shrug, like, sorry, everybody. And then they, <laughs> they you know, fade it out, bring in music, and bring in the next guy, and you're just going... Oh, because, you know, it looked good. It looked like Assassin's Creed, but, you know, a different locale. And Mm -hmm. Assassin's Creed can be, has been very good at times and not as good at others, but overall a very, very solid, unfortunately, annualized IP. Yeah. uh, Because that's the Activision way. I I played the first one and the the cliffhanger ending just, I I realized that this is just, they're going to milk it. Yeah, there, there's there's never going to be an end. There will never be an end. Well, and, but and it wasn't me, an annualized like, franchise at that point. But the the point was they they said it. I know that it wasn't an annualized franchise, but they already said, you know what? We got something good enough here that will hook somebody, and then we'll just we'll just reel them in, and then we can. I don't know. Yeah, I, it was one it, of the it was it was one of the historically bad endings of any major game ever. Well, I know, but it also felt so disingenuous. I felt cheated. Yeah, I think and a that, lot of people did. You know, the, I didn't play it until you know I got like seventeen dollars used or something when I finally played it, uh, and I'd already heard all of the complaints about the ending, so I knew what I was in for. 
and the second one Me was too. coming. The second one was coming out. So I got to the end and I went, wow, that was really bad and did still wander around trying to find more, even though I knew it wasn't there. And then when I played the and second one, that, I was like, oh, the, that's wow, you know. this is a different world. This this game's really good. So a lot of people are like, can I skip the first one and play the second one? I'm like, mm, yes, but you shouldn't. Just know that when you play the first one, the second one's going to be way better. And then Brotherhood was even better. And then I skipped Revelations and I've got AC3 sitting in the shrink wrap right on the other side of this wall here, just waiting for me to bust it out and actually play it but i like pirates i hate the disney pirates property so it's nice to see something else going in that direction like assassin's creed plus pirates to me i'm 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 dumb enough to go that sounds like fun to me i don't i i just i guess maybe it's the principle thing it just i i i I, 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 i feel like i can't reward a company that's intentionally like going to rob me of of any sort of proper ending because they want a paycheck down the line. Yeah. Well, okay. Having said that, did you ever play Halo 2? No. Halo 2 ended with literally everything going crazy. Like, everything was going really bad. And then you did something that was like, okay, now things are going super crazy. And then it's like, hey, Chief, where are you going? He goes, I'm going to finish the fight. And you're like, yeah, here we go. Big ending. Credits roll. Excuse me? Throw controller through wall. Oh my word. I remember yeah. being so epically furious that they just said, it's about to get awesome, and then pulled the plug for a few years. And I was just like, what was that? So when I played Halo 3, as much as Halo 3 is a good game, I well, I didn't like the ending of that that much either, but I, I was my heart wasn't in it. I felt like I was just, all right, mm-hmm. I'm, now I'm playing the end to Halo 2. It wasn't a whole game because I knew where essentially it was going to start more or less. I knew what the story was going to be more or less, but I was just playing the end of Halo 2. I wasn't playing a whole new game. It didn't have that excitement for me. I think it's a horrible mistake when you do that. The nice thing is Assassin's Creed 2 takes a bit of a left turn right at the go. So it is like a whole new game and a whole new experience. But I I totally understand if someone says on principle... That's horse crap. I paid 60 bucks for a complete experience, and you just told me at the end, but the experience is incomplete because you still don't know what's going on. I've actually gotten to the point where I've, I'm boycotting EA. Like, they've done so many bad decisions. I Is that an EA decision, or is that an Ubisoft decision? I don't know. The, it, it was really concrete. It was, it was really solidified when, uh, for Mass Effect 3, I wanted to, you know, I'm like, I wanted to play Mass <laughs> Effect 3. We talked about that last week, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. No, but go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. Just the Mass Effect 3. I, I went to their, their service, you know, th- their origin, and I'm like, well, let me buy Mass Effect 3. It's like Mass Effect Mass Effect 3 Super, you know, Super Collector Edition. It's, you know, 80 bucks. And I'm like, no, I, I, I look at Amazon. Here it is for, you know, 60 bucks. Yeah. And it's like... You keep going there, and it keeps trying to push you this version. Yeah. And the only way I could do it is, like, you know, Mass Effect, in their search box, I had to tell oh, you, Mass you, Effect Yeah, you're actually using the Origin standard, service, yes. which is EA's digital distribution service for and anybody it, And it know. wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't show you. Yeah, they kept they kept trying to, it's like, it's like when you're trying to download the free antivirus that, like, hides the free version button down at the bottom right page by the legal information. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, any company that's willing to try to trick me into buying something more expensive. Yeah. I'm 
you know what? I'm done with their buck. Like yeah. I, I was, I was their target audience for SimCity. I loved <laughs> SimCity. Oh no! Even with even with all the launch problems, <laughs> I still would have played it. But but since it's EA, and especially with all of the stuff it's doing for like the little, oh well, you know, five dollars for a German like German house pack. Yeah, and then like another five dollars for. For this pack or this DLC, yeah, and you're charging me full price, and you're baking in freemium content, which is exactly what we talked about earlier. Is something that turns us off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. not DLC. That's freemium, but it's not freemium. It's premium on top of what I'm already paying, which is what we don't dig. If you're mm-hmm. going to do that, give me the game for free. Right. Sorry, folks. That's the way to do it. And and granted, now I'm a cheapskate. I will still do still do everything I can to not pay for it. But Aaron, who we've mentioned before on the podcast, I don't think we, I don't think we said his name, will totally pay money. He will oh, yeah. he, when he's playing a freemium game. So I like this game. I will give you money for I, something I gave because money I like to, the game. To, to Star Trek Online, because, yes, you did. Uh, because I had funny. Uh, I was like, I basically I've been playing it. I've been playing it with you guys, and it's like you know what, this game is worth you know. I should have given me. them money because I put a lot of time into that game, and you know I. I felt good about it. Like there was another game that I love, uh, Firefall. That you, yep. I know that you mentioned a little bit on. It's I, like have we? I, I, I think you did before, but it's just more is in passing. Yeah, and it's going to be passing again. But I, <laughs> I, I loved Firefall, and I actually gave them a good chunk of money. You gave them a, a substantial chunk of I, your money. I gave them because just solely on the fact that I'm like, you've done some good stuff. I really hope that this helps you bridge the gap to finishing this game and yeah it remains to be seen whether yeah, or not they'll come around it, with it that may for have you. been a waste of money but <laughs> the point is i i enjoyed what i did and i wanted to reward them yeah. so it's like it's not that i'm a i'm a cheapskate because you know it's more of the i i feel like i'm being cheated it's there's there's wanting my dollar and there's wanting to wanting to steal the dollar out of my wallet yeah yeah, I'm 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 with you to some degree on that. There's a few games if if I really love the game enough, if I like what it's doing enough, I'll I'll let it go. But I'm with you on that. I mean, you're we're talking about EA stuff. I mean, you look right up there at the Old Republic, you know, collector's edition, that huge hundred and fifty dollar box. That's most, like a companion. That's cube. the most money I've. Yeah, it does look like a companion yeah. cube with Star Warsy stuff all over. That's the most money I've ever spent on a game. I played it for two months and was bored to tears. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that was just missing features at launch and all sorts of things. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, I experienced the same mire of confusion over what you were getting for what you were spending on the different, you know, digital versions and all that junk that EA was pushing. And the fact of the matter is, I wanted to buy the game on Steam, but you could only buy it on EA's Origin service because screw you, that's why. And I, I was like, I'm not gonna do that. I will just go buy the physical copy, and I'll spend way too much money just to not buy it on Origin for, for what it's worth. Uh, your excitement, because both of you got the collector's edition, and you were so pleased, like, even before the game came out. Well, yeah, we this. were playing it before the game came out. We well, really liked it. It, I was, it actually convinced me to buy the Diablo 3 collector's edition. <laughs> 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 like, I normally don't buy the collector's edition. No, I don't either. I'm not a collector's and, edition and, guy. And, but I actually, for the little bit of, and, and there were some people, like, I was tempted to actually sell it after I got it. Because yeah, some you, people were yeah. selling I bought it for I think like seventy dollars, and it was going for like a hundred and ten dollars off of eBay yeah. at one p at one point, and I'm like, you know, making profit on video games feels so wrong, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, if I could sell that thing to anybody, I would, but I don't think anybody's buying. I don't, that game. It was it was 
for an MMO, a WoW-like MMO, it was amazing until you hit a certain level and you just realize that it's mundane. Well, for- and part of that was because the most fun you could have was in running dungeons, and there was no way to run a dungeon easily back then. I I loved the running dungeons being the old term for doing the group missions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Sorry, they they helped out a lot with having your companions with you, but uh, yeah, for me, but they was- don't go with you into the the dungeony the the no. the instance quest. You still have to go. At that point, you literally had to go walk into a room and type into the the command console, LFG, run this mission, anybody? Mm -hmm. And just hope that somebody else types, yeah, I want to do that. I'm going to tank. Is that cool? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, going to, you know, not. (laughs) I can heals. Well, for me, I I enjoyed Old Republic, too. But there was also another, like, break point to me where I was playing the game and I... for me, a lot of it is the character development. Yeah. And you learn about your other characters, and you have to get that infini- that affinity, which you only get with, you know, doing missions with them or yeah. giving them gifts. Yeah. And I realized that I'm getting pretty close to the end game here, and I realized that I've not done that much. No. Or, yeah. And I look at the, like, maxing it out, and I'm only, like, a quarter of the way. Yeah. And I realize, oh, my God, I'm going to... They're basically going to force me to spend the next hundred hours farming gold just to buy gifts. Credits. To build the affinity. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Star Wars. We're not, there's no gold. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Now. Uh, gold pl- press latinum. That, now oh, we're really coming across the room at you yeah. for that when you're firing a son of a gun. But, so. yes, the, the, the credits in order to buy, like, the flowers for this person and the, like, cigars for this other person. Yeah. And it's like... And all that's going to reward me with is some extra cutscenes with some dialogue. Which you and really want those things, but you're no, not no, willing no. to put YouTube. that kind of work into that. No, you, that's yeah, what you, I did. Well, it's yeah. like I, I, I actually like closed the well, game yeah, down. You wanted them I enough to, to go to YouTube, YouTube and watch them. But the, the game shouldn't force you to want to do that. Well, you know? but that's the thing. Is like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm like, I'm done. Here's YouTube, you know, cause, and I didn't touch the game since. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. I, I don't blame you. I think they had a lot of, a lot of things misplaced that kind of stuff to me is an end game stuff that's the kind of stuff that you should reach before you get to end game so that when you get to end game content all that grinding type things are behind you now it's just time to beat well, stuff up to get the better weapons and the epic armor and all that right. stuff knights of the old republic was a fantastic single player game. so fantastic the, i'm tempted to play it on ipad now that it's out and the, i that sounds awful to me the sequel wasn't that innovative, but it was also, I think, it a was. decent game. It was still pretty and good. When they announced that they were doing an MMO, I was like, you, you can't do that. It's it's going to be horrible. It's because you can't capture a single-player mission with in with a thousand Jedis running around. Like that's They still kind of did. They did it better than any other MMO had done it. They, they, st- they With the group, yeah, the companions. Yeah, it's still far from good. It... I, I still think it was really good until you get far enough in to realize that if I'd spent this much time playing a single-player game, I'd be done. I, I'm not done. I'm nowhere near done. And getting even to the next step in the next cutscene is going to take hours and hours and hours, and I'm done. I even forget the, <laughs> I, I forget my class, but I think it was like the Sith Assassin or whatever. Yeah. And I was a jug. Well, the Straight thing, the thing was not. about the Sith Assassin, like right away your first companion is like... 
Some, like, there's only one of them in the galaxy trapped in this stasis oh, yeah, chamber. yeah, the big monster yeah. dude, yeah. And, and you finally unlock him, and then you, like, get out, and it's like, ha, oh, you know, look, there's only one of these ever, and, you you know, you pop no, out, and there's, there's like, 13 fit. standing right here, actually, yeah. next to all these other citizens. And so that's, that's the whole thing, it's like, you know, odd job, you're the only one that can save us from these evil monsters that are right over there. And then, you know, five seconds later, it's well, like, Oh, this guy Schmeagle. just ran past me and killed them, and now I have to wait. <laughs> yeah. Schmeagle, you know, these monsters are coming and killing us all. You need, you're our only hope. And it's just like, that's why I'm, I'm was very, very nervous. Visitor. Yeah. I, I was very nervous about the uh, announcement of the uh, Elder Scrolls MMO. I'm still nervous about that because I don't. It's the same thing. I don't want, I don't want any Elder Scrolls game to get pushed back even farther because there's so many years between Elder Scrolls games. It took so long to get Skyrim, which is masterful. I don't want to wait longer because they've got any extra effort going toward an MMO, just in case it's not but, good. But that's my thing: is the problems with with a star uh, with the now, I almost said Star Trek Online with. Old Republic. You and your gold they're this, <laughs> <laughs> The problems that they had are just universal whenever you have five people doing the same thing at the yeah. same time. And Star Wars tried to alleviate a little about a little of that by having a lot more small instanced things throughout where you'd pass through a doorway and you, for a boss fight and no one else was around. You didn't have to wait. Someone couldn't ninja the boss or gank the boss out from under you. You yeah. were in that room and you were the only one in that room. And when you passed out of the doorway, there'd be other people there. In mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls, but was a huge it was still area. a problem. I think the only way that, that this game, that Elder Scrolls MMO can feel like an Elder Scrolls game is if it adopts the Borderlands standpoint, which is, this is, it's like you and like three, five people max. Yeah. That's your world and your friends joining that world. Nobody else. You're not going to just randomly run into the own griefing you <laughs> because yeah. you're going gonna to get, get a griefing own- shout out in every episode. <laughs> yes. He's <laughs> griefing it's, it's us that, last night. He's that epic of a griefer. Uh, he is renowned. So yeah, I think they're going to be careful with that because I, I agree. It's uh, to be to to have that world. You need to feel like you're in that world, and you're and you're you know it, it, how, surrounded watching by the, watching the gameplay footage actually terrifies me because I know it's a different age, but like in Skyrim, most of the world of Skyrim looks like something that could have existed in the, our real history of Earth, even though it's a different you know it's Tamriel and all that, mm-hmm. but or Nern. But um, the footage of the new one, there is so much crazy, lightning-y, lasery, death head, like horns type, high fantasy stuff, all in a very compacted area that... Now, I, I realize Skyrim, of all the provinces of Tamriel, oh man, am I nerding out at this point... <sighs> Is you know it's a tundra, it's worn down, so it's gonna look. And whereas places where like uh, Morrowind are gonna be a little wackier, and so I get that, but it all seems so concentrated and so compacted in all of the footage of Elder Scrolls Online so far. And I'm like, that's not what Elder Scrolls is to me. Elder Scrolls to me was when I fired up Oblivion for the first time, walked out of that prison, and saw all these gorgeous trees across an entire mountainy landscape and a beautiful lake out in front of me going, my God, I can go anywhere in this. And it's gorgeous, which at the time I believed. And of course now things are different, but it was just 
mind-boggling. And Skyrim's the same way. Like even with the muted color palette, it's just the massive sprawling things. And so when I when I look at the footage on this, I'm like, it's just you know castles with pointy ramparts and you know demony looking dudes with glowy eyes. It's not that's not what Elder Scrolls is to me. Even if it isn't from an earlier age. Yeah. So I, I agree. It's all very terrifying when they when they MMO up a beloved single player franchise. Yeah, because I, the one thing that so I many people I'm, instantly say, I really wish I could play this with others. No, you want to show off your house. You want to show off your armor. Do you really want to play that with others? Because if you're playing with others, you're not playing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I agree. Yeah. And so, terif- it terrifies me. And hey, I think that hey, it's going to ruin it. Hey, yeah. Corey. What? Do we have any emails? I wasn't going to bring up emails yet. You were trying to you're trying to like pre segue me, weren't you? I was. You were trying to jump the segue I like was. a like a boss. Yes. I did He's make it sound like I was gonna transition like that, and I considered it. But really quick, because I think it's hilarious, I want to bring up the Ouya thing. Did you get the email? You didn't get the email? I I got the email. The email. I got it right here. Uh the uh at E three, okay, the Ouya, which is the end one of the Android based consoles yeah, coming. And we out. talked about that I think on episode one. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about it before, and it was it was a it's a Kickstarter thing. And uh, so they're not really on terms with the ESA. And the ESA is behind E3. Okay? Uh, the ESA is your ratings board that gives, you know, the E for everyone, all that stuff. They are what the MPAA and the RIAA are to movies and music. Uh, wow. Abbreviations much? Uh, Abbreviations I'm rolling it. Much. Just be glad I'm not trying. The MPA and the RIA. <laughs> glad yes. I'm not doing that. So... They don't get along, so they're not exactly invited to take part in E3, and it may be for uh, really legitimate reasons. I, you know, Ouya said, "Hey, we're coming out with emulators," and that usually emulators in 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 top tier video game talk is a major no no, and it's never okay. But Ouya is going, "Eh, we're gonna do it." So they're not invited to take part. So what they did is uh, they reserved space in a parking lot across the street, and they set up a booth and all this stuff and signs and everything. Well, the ESA got PO'd. So the ESA hired a bunch of semi-trucks to come park in, right in front of them and rented the space immediately in front of them. Oh, God. Which is just like, are you serious? Well, no, it gets better. Ouya rents the space in front of the trucks and goes out and puts up a bunch of banners and arrows pointing out how to find them behind the trucks. And I don't know what's happened since then. <laughs> That's the last thing I read. But the the Ouya people are like, yeah, we were kind of hoping it wouldn't play out like this. But even though it is, we've still got a few more tricks up our sleeves. And I'm like, oh, good on you. I don't know if I really support you or not, but good on you. Because it's funny to watch, you know, it's funny to watch, you know, any David take on a Goliath at any point, I think. It's fun to root for the David. And it's a small console to, to boot. It, it is. It's a tiny little yeah. console compared to the giant X-Bone. <laughs> So I had to bring that up because I think it's hysterical. I don't even know if there's any room for discussion on it. If there's anything you guys want to say about it, but I'm just like, oh man, I I, I look forward to seeing how this scrappy little you know scrappy do. Well, you know, it's got to be better than the Phantom console. The Phantom console. You remember the Phantom console? I Help mean, that me was out. that was a while. That's I think they might still be. Basically, it was. Uh, with the original Xbox yeah. and the original PlayStation, uh, a guy came out and Xbox said... Xbox was with PS2. I, I, I can't remember when he came out, but uh, he effectively said, you know what, it's, it's horrible that Microsoft's trying to do their exclusive stuff and Nintendo's trying to do its exclusive con- content and Sony's doing its exclusive oh. content, so I'm going to make a console 
to rule them all. That's right. It was it supposed will, to be the the one console. Yeah, the one Back console. Back when everybody was talking about the single console future. And and he, basically, somebody would answer him a, ask him a question, and he would answer back yes. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was basically, does it <laughs> have Will it yes. cook me dinner? I did, I, yes. I didn't will finish. it print money? Yes. Why yes? And it's like, will it, will it support high definition? Yes. Yes. You know, it was like that, at that time, high definition was a pretty rare thing. That's right. And, and he's like, yes. And he's like, internet capable? Yes. You know, of course. Uh, you know. Wi-Fi built in? And so then, you know, he collected lots and lots of money from lots of investors wanting to, to do this. And uh, then... Figured out it would cost $1,000 a console. Well... Not I yeah, <laughs> or just took the I, money and ran. I, I he should have taken the toaster the oven out of it because I'm telling yeah, you that was kind of that drives up the heat significantly. Yeah. It was yeah the Phantom console. Like I'm wondering if all along it was an inside joke, but I mean I he didn't fool me right. I I, I knew that there was no freaking way. You know, but a lot of people were uh, the the single console future was it was a big deal back then, and I don't know. I don't know that the single console future is still a thing, but I think three console future is just a, or the three console war is just about done. Yeah. Um, well, I think Nintendo's bowing out. It, are they, they're not bowing out, but at some point they have to realize what everybody's been screaming, which was if you put your games on other consoles and get out of the hardware business, and, and that's hard for them because remember they made a lot of money on the Wii hardware alone. Mm-hmm. Hardware, which the other companies don't make a lot of money on hardware, and they were hoping, and with yeah, with the Wii U, they to... were hoping, and and it ain't happening. So now that they're facing with that reality, well, they realize that you know if I could play, you know, Mario 3D Land on my iPad, that might be worth money to me. You know, it, if they start realizing that they can license out their stuff to you know more than just you know the 3DO or whatever they had like a Zelda game on 3DO or something back in the day. If they license this stuff out on other platforms, they stand to make a lot of money with just and just porting things. Just yeah. port it over, and you'll make a fortune. Yeah, I think it's real telling that it's, they didn't have a press conference. Yeah, uh, and I think it's it's I, it's I, telling that they're waking up to the realism of the situation. Right, exactly, and, yeah. and I, I think they're uh, the thing with Best Buy that we talked about. Uh, you know, where you can demo all their games. I, I think they're really at least considering what their future is as far as just being a game, you know, developing house. Yeah. Understood. Well, having said that, I think now's as good a time as any to turn to email. Oh, there it is. There it is. He was there. You heard it. Hey, uh, Josh from Phoenix writes in. Hi, Josh. Hi, Josh. Uh, specifically what systems we would purchase based on only what we know Thus far, regarding the next generation, the you know the current pending generation of video game consoles, uh, if you had to make the call right now and you could only buy one, what would it be? Yeah. So if that was if if uh, you know we're going to put parameters around like that, um, I, it's it's hard not to say a PS4. Um, it's it's one of those one of those things where. It's it's a great price. Yeah, I I rather not spend four ninety nine. A hundred dollars cheaper is, is awesome. Yeah, um, you know they're doing all the things that we you know they're saying all the things we want them to say. Yeah, um, and I I know I know a few people with PS threes that yeah. are going to get a PS four, uh, and so you know there's that. Yeah, I think I've made it pretty clear that right now I would have to throw in with PS four. And the thing that sucks most about that is that I have never liked PlayStation's dual analog sticks. 
back from when I was playing Metal Gear Solid at my brother-in-law's on my brother-in-law's PlayStation. I hate those twin sticks. I hate the way they feel. I I've never actually held a PS3 controller, believe it or not. I've never even touched one. Um, but I'm assuming it's the same way because I know the PS2 ones were, and I'm scared to death that the PS4 ones will be the same. I mean, they're so loose, and yet. One of the things I've read about the Xbox One controllers is that they've loosened up the resistance on the analog sticks. Where I'm immediately like, no, on my first Xbox, I had three Microsoft controllers and one, no, two Microsoft controllers and a Mad Cats, which were all fine. And then one off-brand one that had really loose analog sticks. And that was the one we made whoever was winning at what, like Halo. You had to take that one if you were winning because that was the handicap. (laughs) <laughs> because that controller was so terrible. So when I hear Microsoft saying, we're going to loosen up the analog sticks, that's the last thing I want. Right. So, hey, if they're going to do it, I might as well throw in with Sony because that's the right. only thing keeping me back is those no, analog sticks. One thing I'm not going to do is I'm not going to pre-order and I'm not going to be a no. day one adopter. No, I'm not going to be either. I'm going to wait at least six months to see how things start hitting. You know? You're not going to get me. I play PC. <laughs> yeah, no, well, we're all going to be playing PC. <laughs> but you got to answer the question. You gotta, if you had to pick one. If I had to pick one. Would huh? you get the Wii U just to play party games? <laughs> <laughs> just to find it, it. It's viable. The if you're a hardcore PC the, gamer, the, the Wii wa- is the opposite of that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's that it comes with free brainwashing, but everybody who has a Wii U really enjoys it. Yeah. You know, And then the people, when they say the hey. Wii U is really great, the, the person they're talking to goes, what's a Wii U? Yeah. And <laughs> the Nintendo, hey, Nintendo consoles are great Nintendo players. They do a great job of playing Nintendo's first-party games, and that's the only place you can play them other than the, the handhelds. Yeah. I, I feel like I'd be more tempted to do the Ouya. Than, the Ouya. Oh, are you going to throw that in there? You'd be more... Well, that, that, but that was what I was trying to get at. Yeah. What I, was, my, I don't think I really have finished my point, but what we were talking about, the, the whole uh, console war, the one to rule them all, and that's I think the Ouya the is just kind of more of like, we're cheap. We're we're already an established, you know, operating system. Yeah. You know, all we're doing is shrinking ourselves down and, you know, making ourselves yeah. you know, we're the one to rule them all for indie and and light and light, light stuff. gaming. Yeah. And I'm like it's an interesting angle to to take. I, hey, you know what? I can't wait to see how that plays out as well. Cuz I I could totally see myself ending up one of those, especially if it, if it works as a streaming media device. Then I could totally see myself grabbing one of those instead of a Roku. It's going to be close in price, mm-hmm. you know, to the top level Roku. So I could, I could totally see myself doing that. I, I, yeah, I just need to see how everything pans out. And hey, if it's something else, I can sit down and, and illicitly play an illicit a software copy of Excite Bike on. I'm all the better for it. So, are, and aren't we all? Really and truly. So, uh, oh right. Uh, so uh, yeah, this just in. On the ticker, I'm supposed to give a shout-out, uh, and it's going to apply to our next email. Brandon from Frederick, Maryland, and uh, shout-out to the Tusca- Tuscarora Titans. I didn't even read it. That was off yeah. memory. Tuscarora, Tuscarora. Titans. Shout-out to those folks. Brandon shout. Frederick, Maryland asks, hey, uh, PC Games aside, what games are perfect for mini-sessions? Meaning, uh, referring specifically to uh, consoles, phones, and tablets. But what are the games that we like for what I call, you know, pooping games? What games can you play when you're sitting down to pop a squat and, you know, squeeze out a muskie? <laughs> candy Crush. <laughs> yeah, Candy Crush Saga. Hey, that's a twice-a-day game because you got to wait for your lives to come back. Yeah. You know, so you oh, can't play it all. For it. Yeah, yeah, that's twice a day. Uh, it, and, and I, like I said, I'm still playing that mess. Um, 
Angry Birds, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, all the Angry Birds games are clearly that. The problem with it is that's so addictive that it becomes long play yeah. sessions. You're laying in bed, smacking your phone, breaking your finger. Okay, so there's one yeah. that is really... I, 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 I think I play it more because I'm in and out in less than five minutes. Right. Uh, and it's uh, the Dice Free. Really? Yeah. You're playing it's like a, a Yahtzee. Game. It's a Yahtzee game. Oh, goodness. I, I know. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of those things. You don't know why you play it, but it's so quick and, and quick and easy. Yeah. Um, joke. Yep. I, no, uh, no joke there. Um, what's that? It's quick and easy. Oh, my word. I opened I, I, the door. I, I, oh, sorry. I, I, I left I it open. It I was too like, busy trying to figure out what's wrong with somebody's going to do something with that. Oh, apparently, that was supposed to be me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. I wasn't paying enough uh, attention, so it had to be. Did any, has anybody ever played uh, Where's My Water? No, yeah. but I've looked at it. My uh, eight year old plays that a lot. Really? It's, that's a fantastic little game. That it, it sounds stupid, but it, I don't know. I I love the simple what puzzle is it? games. Tell us what it is. Okay. the The premise is. You have water, and you're trying to get it from point A to point B, and that's it, the map. The screen is effectively you're touching it and digging where your finger touches. Oh, okay. So I played a game similar to that before that was like a like an incredible machine type game where you shot yeah, water but it's using very, devices. It's very this this time the soil is mainly in your way. Interesting. And then they add some other elements that are kind of nice. Uh, yeah. But uh, also uh, cut the rope. Oh yeah, that's that's a very 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 popular one. Cut the rope. That's... Another one that's kind of cool is Dragon Box. It's the uh... Dragon Box. Now now, cut the rope is on virtually everything. What is Dragon Box well, on? Is that the right one? That may not be the right one. I, I think it's it's oh yeah, it's the one where it's the Corey's going to hate me. The gamification of algebra. Oh, God, every time you say that, <laughs> I love it. My eyes roll so hard I, that like I have some cones and rods detach, and I can no longer see color. I actually thought you were having more. a seizure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that oh makes me say it even more. Um, but it's actually it's a pretty fun game. It teaches you algebra, and it's, it's really geared towards like eight year olds. Um, yeah, where that you know they're playing this little game, and all of a sudden you know doubt after you know, a while a while you're actually doing algebra. But it doesn't look like that. When you start, right. it looks like it's a game that has nothing to do with that. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a pretty, it's a very well done game, but yeah. the gamification. I would say uh, anything by PopCap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think PopCap are the the early onset masters of of casual gaming and, like, quick and easy, addictive play sessions. Um, I, what makes I, for a good... On Steam, go I bought uh, for my mom... Uh, the uh, your Bejeweled. mom has a Steam account. My mom has a Steam account, <laughs> and you bought and Bejeweled. Got, That's funny because my mother Bejeweled. plays Bejeweled on her PC, and and that was like it was like a ten dollar thing, yeah, for for like a pack of like fifteen things mm-hmm. off of off of PopCap. Oh yeah, and you you check her like Steam profile, and she's got like a hundred hours into Bejeweled. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me talking about the mo- money that my mother spent on Bejeweled on her iPhone. <laughs> On our podcast before, but oh man, moms and bejeweled. What up with that? My wife's mother plays it on her tablet. Just bejeweled, bejeweled, bejeweled. I I think it's just their secret want for more jewelry is suddenly something that they can actually play with. You know, it's look sparkly shinies. That's my thing. But hey, bejeweled's still a fun game for anybody. It's just moms are exclusively addicted to it. It's weird. Um, uh, but yeah, that's the plans for zombies. I think. Gosh, Peggle. I could play Peg. I can come back to Peggle 
all the time. Every couple of months, I can go back and sink a couple of days into Peggle. My my friends actually uh, is that really a mini session if you're doing like two two straight days of Peggle? No, but I'm doing mini sessions over the course of two straight days, oh, and then okay. I take a month off, and then I come back and do it again. <laughs> I just I've 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 beaten the endless tar out of Peggle at least three times. But I can still come back to it occasionally. It's yeah. that good. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I do with Angry Birds too. Yeah. One of my friends like asked me like about Pagel and because I'd played a, a, a good amount at that point, and I my response has kind of lived in infamy is that uh, I would like to think that there is actually skill involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like you, you like. I want to believe that I am causing this to happen. Right. It's it's a total it's a game of chance that gives you just enough control to make you yeah, to to give you like, all right, I can do this. Yeah. I can straight up do this. Well, you know, I feel that way about Candy Crush. Uh, every time I fire it up, you know, I fire up a level, I'm like, oh great, I got nowhere where I can make four across. This is gonna be this is gonna be crap. And then sometimes I'll fire it up and I'm like, I can make six across in the first move. Like Things like that, where it's and then you still, still lose. Yeah, I'm doing awesome down until like the last couple things, and I can't get anywhere near them. Oh yeah, it's infuriating. I uh, I gotta say, I'm also I'm a sucker for um, for pinball. I'm yes. a pinballaholic. I've got a yes. broken down pinball machine in the other room. I uh, on my iPad I have Zen Pinball, Pinball Arcade. On the Xbox I have Pinball FX. Uh, the thing I love about uh, Pinball Arcade though is that they do. Um, exclusively machines that existed, like real machines that they are turning into digital uh, representations of those machines. And what's nice is you can play, you can try any of them. You can download it and try it without buying it. Uh, and then if you like it and you want to like keep, like if you want leaderboard support or if you want to be able to play it just endlessly, because there is a very fair time limit on the free ones. Uh, but you can find out what tables you really like just from playing them free and then pay a couple bucks to download them or a few bucks. And uh, I, I think... Pinball is the best, you know, short time game. I just, well, I still love it. But of course, I just suggested Peggle. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I'm also say, I also like pinball. It's the same thing almost. Uh, yeah, I think that stuff's great. And there's also, you know, I got NBA Jam on my iPad, 99 cents, and it looks terrible, but it's a real fast way to get, you know, Dick Vitale, boom, shakalaka, <laughs> you know, which is always a little gratifying if you can actually get to, he's on fire. Even though they'll steal the ball away as soon as you are, and you never get a big fiery dunk, and you're like, hmm. So, uh, uh, oh, we also got an email from Aaron from right next to me in the room. Uh, <laughs> it, it took an, a long time to get there. I sent that like, <laughs> weeks night. ago. Yeah, yeah. You sent it like a whole half day ago, and it's just now getting to me. You were able to drive here faster than your email. Um, you brought up the question, uh, which I thought was clever. You referred to violence in video games, but wait, <laughs> not actually referring to violence in video games, but games that actually, rather than, you know, I'm going to go out and get, you know, a 322 and do horrible things that make the news and get everybody arguing about gun rights. Not that. What kind of games just peed you, pissed you off so bad? That you, you know, throw the controller, bite the controller, break the controller open with a hammer. Controller abusive games. You know, what games got under your skin so bad that you were just ready to absolutely burst blood vessels in your, you know, in your, burst a capillary in your eye? Yes. And you asked the question, so why don't you lead off? Oh, man. Uh, 
I, I think the last time I really got super angry, like I'm, I'm notorious in the land for being angry where I guess I used to be. I've, yes. I've, at I've the, at the doom room on the Tuesday nights we always refer to. Yeah. I, I was, I used to, I used to use that as like my release thing, but I really haven't gotten angry <laughs> no, in a long time. You've been totally different. But when I first, when I first came along, you were the table banger. You yeah. were like, you were desk, <laughs> desk puncher 4.0. Like, I was I you know it's, I've always been like loud and smack talky and trash talky when I play games, but like I would I get afraid you. to trash talk you <laughs> because you were abusing the countertop, not three feet from. And it was funny. I think the first or second night I was there, I was doing really well, really really well. Like even though I'd I'd been playing the game for we were playing Counter Strike Source, and I've been playing Counter Strike since beta. You know. I uh, I hadn't been playing it much, but I was doing really well that night. And I was thinking, man, these guys must all suck. And it's not true. It's just I was doing well <laughs> on chance. And you know, and Brad's like, oh, Howie brought in a ringer because Howie was already a member, and I was I came on with him. At one point during that night, you I didn't even know your name. Mm-hmm. You you were just your handle is all I knew. At one point that you turned around and punched me in the shoulder. <laughs> not like <laughs> right a, not like really hard, but more of a, oh no, you had like rebar in your hands. It yes, was fierce. That's, no, my but, brass knuckles that I keep with me. But at here's all the times. thing: the fir- it, it went down like this. Like I like killed you in some fashion, and you first punched the the counter. Then you turn and you started to swing at me. Stopped your hand. I have really good peripheral vision. Stopped. And then hit me on the shoulder, meaning you were going to take a punk at me <laughs> and stopped yourself in just the nick of time. And I'm like, this dude's got rage issues. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that desk has not fallen over. <laughs> well, we've moved since then. Yeah, You oh, shifted no. seats. Because well, remember, that was originally that one. No, you were in the same seat you still sit in now. When oh, yeah. I started, you've been in there for years now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's time passes. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Anyway, yeah. That that was that was the thing. I I was kind of using that as a channel for my anger, and I realized <laughs> I was really I didn't think that it was that I was going too far. But at the, at the same time, I you know people are like oh you, you are kind of going too far. I'm like oh. I'm sorry, I need to self-correct. But see, I did you a favor by came along and I and I just was yelling louder than you. you used to be also the the, the loud yelling guy, and yes. then I came along and I'm like rah, 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 just screaming at whoever. I don't even know people. I'm screaming at them. Yes. So, yeah. so, but the last game that I really think that that made me see red was Grid. 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 Really. And I I loved the mechanism that you could rewind and undo your mistakes, but. It's still what, no. Was what was so, tell us what grid was? Grid is a racing game, and uh, it had a mechanism that I don't know if it was like the first to introduce this mechanism or what, but it, it kind of stuck out. Blinks, at me. Blinks the time sweeper was the first. Okay. I don't know. There was actually the first, but that I remember that was a big selling point on the Xbox. That you one. could rewind also. Time just a also, bit. if I could go back, if I could rewind time, I would go back and say that's the worst game I ever played instead and, of Superman sixty four last week. But anyway, <laughs> well the. The thing is, it was so unforgiving. It needed that rewind time. I mean, it's not not even like an option. Yeah. It's like, you will not do a flawless race. So they've introduced this mechanic to say, (laughs) we're going to just make this unforgiving, and then you're just going to have to rewind a few times in order to get your perfection that you will need in order to get third place. Yeah, and as a result, you never feel like you did anything awesome. Yeah. And so that's that's the thing. It's like, I would be... I'd be trucking along, doing good, you know, then do a fall and then rewind and do it again. And then, you know, I'd be just right next to first place and then, uh, you know, 
somebody like an audience member in the video game will sneeze and your car shifts <laughs> and as a result hits that wall that loses you that inch of inertia for like the next five cars to pass you and yeah. you don't have a rewind left that's the worst and i was just like just like you made me do all this words they're any, they're not even forming it's just a ball of hate any which, racing game that in the last 50 yard stretch screws you up and someone else wins and i'm including kart racers in that who are notorious for doing that screw those guys screw the developers and you know design the game because it's a racing game i've been way ahead the entire race i've not even got to shoot off any powers or abilities because i'm uh, so far ahead and then the last second five dudes hit me with a shell or with a shell. bomb or whatever <laughs> yeah well it, it's a shell it's the blue shell in, it's the in blue mario shell. is it a bomb but, shell? but yeah and and then i lose i'm in fifth place i'm like what what no <laughs> was, the point was to never be in first place the last lap yeah. in Mario Kart. Like, I'm, I'm sure that there have been games, like competitive games, where like everybody's like slowly like idling to the <laughs> the, the finish line, like in a line yeah. because everybody's got that blue shell loaded. Somebody's going to be ganked at the very end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Howie, what about you? What what well, game has caused you to take your keyboard and just smack it up against the wall? Yeah, I, I've been trying to think of a game and. You know, I, I could easily say Counter-Strike Source. <laughs> <laughs> the game that we have played more than any game ever. Yeah. And yet. But, I, I you know, I got to thinking about it. It has very little, well, I shouldn't say very little to do with Counter-Strike Source, but more to do with a certain someone I play against. <laughs> The griefer, the griefer, and so <laughs> my answer is he should just change his handle to the griefer. The griefer, yeah. So my answer is, you know, what? Anytime I play opposite the one, yeah, or the own, yeah. That that's that's <laughs> that's when I get the most hatred is when he's griefing me. Yeah. So he's doing his job, and he's he's Counter Strike is definitely one of those games that is and has always been. It's either great or it's terrible because yeah. when Counter Strike is going a little bit wrong. It means you're dying, and in Counter-Strike, when you die, you have to wait for the round to end to come back. You don't just come back to life right away. Right. And so doing a little bad can get exponentially worse because your frustration level grows, and you suddenly you're not playing, and you're not paying attention, and, oh, I'm back in the game, and I'm, now I'm doing even worse. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I tend to perpetuate my own, uh, my own awfulness because the, the more angry I get, yeah. you know, the worse yeah, I the play. Yeah, the worse It's also just... So, Counter-Strike, when you get that time where you see somebody and you're like, I've got the drop on them, you yep. know, three shots or maybe a good headshot and they're down yep. and you, and you fire and you watch as every like bullet hole, like makes an outline of their and, bodies and, like, and you, you can know, like watch. Bugs Bunny bursting through a wall yeah. and, and you can like <laughs> stop and you can look at them and they're like, they're like, Huh. And they I don't remember somebody shooting at me. Yeah. And then they, they stop. They slowly turn around they, as if they're still using their their keyboard to turn. It's just like and, a slow twitch around. And then they look at you and they're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Right. Oh, wait, you're the other team. And, yeah, and just then, a second. And, and then, then the, the audience member from Grid walks out and sneezes <laughs> and you die. Yeah. Yeah. And, exactly. That's, that's, that is no fun at all. You know, for me... I uh, when when you first posed that question, I immediately started uh, thinking about old games. And again, I'm becoming that guy on the podcast who talks about old games. But you know, it's it's relatively common knowledge that games used to be more ridiculous with the stories of, of <laughs> yeah. the games of yesteryear. We'll sit around the rocking chair in the fire, Papa. Um, 
<laughs> what well, were games like when they were black and well, white? Back in my day, <laughs> they were Pong, pretty much, when they were black yeah, and, and white. And that infuriated did, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yes, and Pong Consar that dot. But, uh, no, I, I was thinking, because back in the day, games were uh, known to be more punishing. There, and, and except in game, there are games now that are, are experimental in how punishing they are, like FTL. You die, you start over. But back in the day, that that was almost a standard for a lot of games, and there were things that you almost just had to memorize to get through. And you know, I I you brought brought the question. I'm sitting here right here next to my bin of N64, my bin of NES games, and my Sega <laughs> my like Sega tapes were all over the place. So I don't even I didn't pull those together, but. Um, I started. I opened the bin in the first game. I saw it practically leapt right out of the bin at me, which is Battletoads. Oh, Battletoads! You <laughs> grueling, grueling jerk! <laughs> I mean, I, I love oh. the fact that when I say like, you know, a video game that caused you the most like anger and ire, they just like you didn't go to like any new video game boxes or any Xbox games or something like no. that. You're like, Game, you're games like, are softer here, now. These these eight bit games, it's one of these. Yeah. I just know it's it has one to of be these. <laughs> because this is back before Infinite Continues even existed. Oh yeah. Because back then video games were designed on the print like before these before you know I got my hand on the Nintendo tapes here. Before those were a thing and you know even even though Atari was around, games were about arcade games and they were meant to get more quarters out of you. So you died constantly so that you had to pump more quarters to continue. Well, when that the, when those developers started making console games, they're faced with the fact that you're not going to there's no quarters involved. So they have to do something to make the games more difficult to add challenge because the only challenge in the arcade was how many quarters you were willing to spend. No matter how bad you were, you could just pump and keep pumping quarters into something until you win for a lot of games. So what they started doing was just going, all right, you get two continues, or you get you get this many lives, you get no continues. <coughs> games nowadays are pretty usually the average game is like infinite continues, infinite lives, and yeah. that regenerating you go, health. Yeah, you regenerate health exactly. You regenerate shields, you regenerate health. You you know, or your your screen gets red when you're getting shot, and then you just you know the red goes away, and everything's hunky dory, and that kind of stuff. So uh, back then, games were more right difficult. Battle Toads was a game that was really novel. You know, it was late in the NES cycle and it was really novel. It was it was kooky, it had personality, which a lot of games really didn't, especially on an 8-bit system, it's hard to do. Uh the the fighting mechanics were fun. It was brawl, you know, a brawler, and then you get in these levels where you're on like vehicles like hover bikes and, you know, the stuff is coming so quickly from off-screen as you're going to the right. You should be more precise. It's you start out Every section, you like unlock a little bit of the track, a little bit more. Yeah, and so then it builds, and then it builds, and then it builds, and then it builds. Yeah, and and it's like the 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 thing the things that you're like avoiding and dodging from off screen are coming so fast that they have to like they have to telegraph it to you first by having them flash at the edge of the screen saying, "Hey, by the way, you're gonna get smushed by this if you don't get out of the way." Well, that starts happening so fast and so rapidly that it's literally just a game of memorization. Mm-hmm. And being able, I mean, you can you can clo- as easily close your eyes and do it and succeed as do it with your eyes open because it's that impossible to do. Now, I actually got through that first one, but that ain't the only time you do that. And I think, oh man, I think by the time I would get to the like the last, second to last level in that game, I'd have one life left, and I just wouldn't live. And I'd be so mad because I got you through had one two life of those. To live. Yeah, I I oh I was watching my story. I was playing my stories with the toads. They're all in love. Um. 
And I was just so mad because I'd gotten through like two of these horribly grueling, not fun speeder hover bike maps. And now I'm just on a brawler map where I die once and hope oh, game over. Screw you. And I was just Aah! like, I think I actually had teeth marks on my controller. I think at one point I actually put the controller <laughs> in my mouth and just like shook my head like a dog. Like, <laughs> I can see that. Mental oh, image. so angry. <laughs> I was like the most pissed off 10 year old you would ever and, meet. And, and frankly, I think that you could probably fit in this house. The number of people who, who honest to God beat battle toads. <laughs> I wouldn't without the game genie, which by well, the that's way, what I'm I, saying, also, like, I also have my game genie in here, but that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> legit, yeah. Without cheats. Yep. That that under their own skill, I I bet it's less than they, you know, there can't hundred. be that many people that actually beat the game. Because I think I think there's probably a lot more people than who beat the game who would agree with me where that was the most anger inducing oh. game they've ever played. So hey, with that, I think that brings a nice wrap up to our mid E three podcast. Yeah. Uh uh next week. Mr. Mr. I like it. Mr. From now on. Oh, God. That's the name. (laughs) Mr. A. Stump will uh, hopefully return a little more tan, and uh, hopefully he will have enough fun with the elderly that he'll have that out of his system. Cougars, but uh, not not too much fun. Elderly cougars. Not even cougars. Get yourself in trouble with those elderly. What is like an old, a mange cougar? (laughs) (laughs) A cougar with mange. (laughs) That's, that's what, well, I mean, it's, it's Phoenix. What are you going to do? <laughs> Great. We, now there's another another listener yep. we just lost. Yep. Uh, so anyway, that'll be fun. We'll be talking about all the rest of the stuff we learned uh, from E3. <coughs> and coughing more. Yeah, I'm sure. Good heaven. Someday I'll be past this. But, um, but yeah, join us then. We'll have a lot of fun. Email us your questions, your comments, your accusations at uh, gamecast at betterkind.com. Also follow us on Twitter at BetterKind, uh, and 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 send us your questions there. Uh, is is the website open? Are we opening the floodgates to yes. let people in and I'd go crazy? Because there's not a lot of content there. Let's, let's let's have people come on, sign up, get on comments. the website, get on BetterKind.com, uh, and, and sign up. Get into the forums. There's nothing there, so put something there, uh, and and. You will be banned, so use your judgment. <laughs> use your best judgment. But but start discussions. You can post questions there. I promise we'll look. Uh, if not, take active part. Uh, and, yeah, hey, be a part of the community. Also, get on iTunes. Give us a, a five-star rating and a shout-out and talk about how we changed your life for the better. That way more people will find this and we will have a reason to keep doing this and keep bringing you this delightful banter delightful. from me, your host, Corey T. Wilson, and, and uh, today on my right, special guest star, Enon <coughs> Enon. Absolutely. Enon. I got to remember that. Uh, uh, Stephen J. Howie. Stephen. S.J. Howie. Yes. Stephen. Yeah. S.J. Howie on Twitter. I'm the funny daddy on Twitter. And are you even on the Twitter? No, you're just looking at me like this. Middle seat here is might as well not even. Have Twitter. Yeah, seriously, it's yeah. the the D Twitter seat there. That is the non Twitter black hole seat. of Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm trying to come up with like a '90s rock joke. Yeah. It's not working. No, let's just do a few seconds of dead air. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, Moment and we out.